action. Hello and welcome to episode 70 of Your Average Critics, joined by Obi and Chris. Um, apologies for my slight croaky voice. It's been a long week. Um, <laughs> today we're going to be doing our review of the year, including our top tens, um, top best and worst as well. Oh my gosh, you're going to um, Plus some honourable mentions. But um, first of all, let's talk about recent release. Uh, so Obi, you and I have seen Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, Why don't you go first? Okay. Seeing as you're probably the most objective out of the two of us, I admit, freely admit that I'm not very objective. <laughs> okay, so I've been, like me, obviously we've been talking about this film for ages. Ages, like, I really, swear it was like last yeah, year. Yeah, like a really long time, obviously, like I think a couple of trailers come up, maybe, maybe three trailers, and there was that long five minute one. I don't know if you watched that. No, one. I didn't watch no. that. <laughs> so I was quite like excited for it because I thought that it looked pretty decent and I'm trying to like, give DC a chance. I think it might be because of the people I follow on Twitter, but because I feel okay. like I follow a lot of DC fans on Twitter. Okay. So they're, they're all saying, like, uh, like they all, all these films, they appreciate and stuff like that. But I will stand by now and say that I still think that Batman v Suicide, Batman v Superman is crap. Suicide Squad is crap. Uh, Justice League was okay. Uh, Wonder Woman was okay. And the other one, Man of Steel was crap. So... Yeah. I, try, I feel like I'm trying to start like a new slate of being like objective with these films and also try not to compare it to Marvel yeah. and just take it as a comic book movie. So, I, so I can't feel I think it's a good film. Like, it's not like amazing. It's not groundbreaking. It's not shit, in my opinion. Like, it's not, for me, Batman and the Superman Suicide Squad. It's mm. not that level of crap. For me, it's like, I, I quite enjoyed Wonder Woman. So it's up to like Wonder Woman, that sort of level, you know? It's not like a, it's not an Avengers, you know? It's not a, it's not a, Captain America, uh, Winter Soldier, you know, like that's yeah, which, yeah. which I consider like as solo films, like that as a solo film, like high, quite high up on my scale. Like, I'm yeah. one, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie. I do think that because um, I thought because if I had to compare Aquaman to a character in Marvel, I know we shouldn't be doing comparisons, but fuck it. I'm compared to like Thor, so I would have thought okay. it'd be like a Thor. Ragnarok humorous type of and especially the way we saw Aquaman in Justice League where mm. he was quite like a bit of a comedic relief sort of thing like. See, I would say he was like Ant-Man in oh, that okay. respect because Ant-Man like Thor wasn't really comic like okay. funny until Ragnarok that's true like Chris Hemsworth was funny yeah. but the actual character of Thor wasn't okay. in my opinion whereas Ant-Man is like Ant-Man's like the, the one where they're like yeah why are you called Ant-Man that's such a shit name yeah. and I think they say something similar in um, Batman vs Superman or Justice League about Aquaman they're like mm. Aquaman like yeah. it's not a great name yeah. so they're both kind of like originally kind of spoofy characters mm. I even think in is it in Spongebob when they take the piss out of Aquaman uh, yeah they've got the yeah, same so characters yeah. uh, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's it, that's it. so like, oh the, quickly sorry 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 I know I'm really going to talk quickly because well, this happened like last week we didn't talk about it. the guy who created Spongebob died so RP yeah. to that guy RP anyway but, um, yeah so I feel like that, like Ant-Man and Aquaman um, and apologies for any background noise you can hear um, were like both kind of ridiculous characters okay. that have kind of been made into like well-respected superheroes within their respective universes okay. whilst being self-referentially like oh yeah this name's pretty lame because yeah. even like Aquaman I think they only refer to Aquaman as Aquaman like twice in the entire film and yeah, one I of them is right at the end yeah, when he, he says I am Aquaman yeah he only refers to himself as Aquaman like one time in the film yeah 
They call him like Ocean, Ocean Master or whatever, which is even more of a lame name, in my opinion. I don't mind Ocean Master. But anyway, continue. Yeah. So yeah, um, so yeah, going to this film, I was like, okay, my expectations are that it will be all right. Like, yeah. It will be it will be a decent film, and if it's better than that, then great. If it's worse than that, then you know it's DC. So I'm not I'm not that surprised. Um, the first ten to fifteen minutes, I don't think is very. I didn't think was very good, and I was watching. I was thinking, oh, like this film might be really shit. Like. Um, obviously, it's quite. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna spoil it, Chris. That's right. You go for it. I don't really mind. I don't know if I have time to watch it anyway. So it'll definitely have time to watch it. It'll be out for ages. Um, yeah. So like the opening is quite. It's quite generic. Like, you know, a uh, woman washes up on the sea and she's, yeah. like, she's like a. Mer- <laughs> oh, she's not a mermaid, but like she's like yeah. a mer woman. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, he takes her in and da 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 da. Cool. Whatever. But uh, so yeah, I didn't like the first fifteen minutes, twenty minutes either. Yeah. It was really cheesy. What do you think is cheesy, particularly? It's just the whole, like, the voiceover from Aquaman. Like, okay. you know, my dad was just a lighthouse keeper and my mother was just... They're from two different worlds, but the two worlds reunited and blah, blah, blah. I like that bit. I was enough. just like, oh, this is so cheesy. <laughs> and, like, I also thought... Um, I didn't like the voiceover, okay. even at the end. Okay. Um, I also felt like... I don't know, I felt like the way that even, you know, that opening fight scene when um, Nicole Kidman's character is yeah. like fighting the people, the stormtroopers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were like stormtroopers, weren't they? I thought it was pretty cool though. But, but just yeah, the way that was filmed, yeah. like, again, it was kind of like the opening of, um, oh, what was that film recently? Uh, Fantastic Beasts 2. When I was, she was like, everything was just happening across the screen and right. I was, it was really... Like, I don't know what's going on here. The way they used the camera, like, yeah. he kept flipping it. And, yeah. Um, and I was, like, just di- being disorientated. Okay. I also felt... I don't know whether the actor who plays his father right at the end is the same guy as at the beginning. I think it is. But I think, yeah, they were trying to... I thought they were trying to de-age him. In the... In the original. right at the beginning. Okay, yeah. Because he... He, he just did not look real. Oh, did you none think... None of it looked... To me, none of it looked... Like so you might have a better train Realistic. Yeah, okay. So I was watching it and I was like, there's something wrong with his face. Right. And I again, I don't know whether they've got different actors and the, or they were trying to de-age the original actor. I think they are trying to de-age him. But, and again, this kind of is true for most of this film, but I feel like they were using visual effects unnecessarily. Okay. And even the real location of the lighthouse, for me... That I agree ...didn't with. look real. That I agree with. And I was thinking, I why? Think, yeah. Like, you don't need to. Like, like when they're standing like, by the water and you see the water behind that, and, it like, just, it had, um... Sorry, the dad and uh, baby Aquaman. Yeah. And they were standing in front of the house, and it, it, it looked really looked fake. fake. Yeah, I agree And with I was thinking, like... I agree with that. Like, the visual effects in this film, some of them are really, really impressive. Mm. Um... But again, I felt that was unnecessary. You could have a real location. Mm. Like, it's not 300 where the entire mm. thing is, is a CGI set. So that was what we were saying about Justice League. There was a lot of unnecessary. Yeah, so unnecessary. Have real locations. Because that, for me, I think that's one of the reasons why I do prefer so much more Marvel stuff. Is because whilst they are visual effects heavy, you can still see they're actually on, like, a real set or location for some of it. Mm. Um, like, the actual location of it. Um Either that or their graphics are a million times better. I think they might use the same like VFX people. Someone was saying that because uh, people were complaining about, I think the the visual effects in Black Panther compared to sorry compared to um fuck Justice League or something like that. Oh no, maybe it might be Infinity War compared to Justice League or something like that. And someone was saying they actually use the same. Mm, I don't thing. know. I don't know that, but I know Disney own 
Industrial Light and Magic. Okay. And they're one of the big ones. Okay. So I don't know whether they would. But what we learned, what we learned when we went to America, when we went to our store, uh, store, uh, tour, um, they tend to use the same lots of stuff, and I assume the same equipment is there at the lots. But then, like each studio have their own lot, so like this is Warner Brothers. Yeah, but a lot of people like Sony will hire out. Oh, they'll they'll just just use Paramount Studios. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because they've got the um, the equipment already. Yeah. So fuck it, we'll choose it. Yeah. But for me, like yeah, the so opening was just like too visual effects heavy. When okay. I don't think it needed to be. Okay. Obviously, all the underwater Atlantean I, stuff I thought, needs to be visual effects heavy. Yeah. But when you're on land, yeah. I was just like, no. I thought that only. I think that only that bit that I, that we just mentioned, where she's, where they're looking out into the sea. I thought that was the only bit with the with rubbish visual effects. Apart from that, I thought that the that it was fine for the rest of the of that opening. But I will agree that it was a bit. Um, it was a bit like I was a bit like oh this might be a bit this might be a bit crap yeah. so then obviously you've got like the opening uh, you know where he's a little kid and he talks to the sharks and all that stuff that, I thought that was that was pretty decent um, and then what he's just like um, it's when he goes to the sub the submarine right yeah so he's so he's like he's not Aquaman at this point he's like um, you know just a just a like a vigilante but for the water sort of, sort of yeah thing. so he's not really Aquaman. What was was he wasn't then fully Aquaman in Justice League was he? I guess not. Because yeah. I thought so originally I thought this film was set before yeah. Justice League. Because then when the first time he sees Mira, I kind of got the impression that he'd never seen her before. That's what I thought as well. But then he sees her in yeah. Justice League. But that makes me yeah. So that I think exactly exactly what you said. But that makes me think that um, James Wan because you know the thing about like, the air bubbles and stuff like that. I think he's just he's just been like yeah, fuck this. I'm just gonna do my own. Okay. <laughs> do my own thing something because literally there's only one mention of. Yeah, you know, so you know that it's after Justice League, so cool. But like, yeah, you would have the way they reacted to each other, Mira and uh, Aquaman, was if as if they were meeting for the first time. So that was a bit. I was a bit like, mm, not really sure about that. But so yeah, then after that, um, obviously the, all the bits with um, in the submarine with um, oh, fucking else, Black Manta. Black Manta, thank you. And his like, I suppose the origin origin story of of sorts. I thought was pretty. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed that bit. I enjoyed that. Um, so you know you get like Superman, even maybe Batman or pretty much any other superhero, if they, you know, were facing off against someone evil and that evil person was in trouble, they'd probably help them. Even Batman and the Joker, he'd probably still not let the Joker die. But yeah. Aquaman was like, nah, fuck you, like, fuck you sort of thing. <laughs> and just leaves. And obviously that guy, that guy dies, which yeah. is the catalyst for Black Manta. But then he hated him anyway, because the first time he sees Aquaman, he's like, oh, I've been waiting for this. And Aquaman's like, who the hell are you? Mm. And he's like, oh, well, we're bound to meet. So he already had a vendetta against Aquaman. Mm. So, I don't know. Anyway, I felt that part, I felt the first 20, 30 minutes was messy. Like, I wasn't a massive fan of the voiceover, but fine, you need to establish Nicole Kidman as the mother. I felt there were at least, like, three sort of beginnings to this film, like so there's that first bit then yeah. there's the bit where he talks to the, the shark which again was a bit like I don't consider that a beginning but fair enough but it was like a, an introduction to one of his powers but mm. I felt like it was just kind of uh, bolted on okay. so because you don't really see that kid again no so it's just kind of like okay he's a baby oh here's like and it reminded me of um, Harry Potter you know when he talks to the snake right. the parcel tongue bit yeah. um, it's like oh I can talk to sharks I felt like I could have integrated everything a bit better mm. and also in the submarine, when Black Manta's father, um, he, 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 they were just, again, it, to me, I didn't realise that that was his father until that point when he turns around and goes, and here's the knife. 
um, I never told you the story. And I was just like, I kind of just where does this come from? I kind of just infer. I feel like you should you could have inferred from th- that they were father and son. I kind of oh, I, realized that father and son, but fair enough. There wasn't much exposition. No, it was just kind of they were walking, and then he was like, "Here's the knife." I never told you the story, and I was just like. I was just like, okay, well, that came out of nowhere. Sure. I feel like a lot of this, for me, and I know I'm probably being hypercritical. I think you are. But, but for me, a lot of stuff in this film kind of happens out of absolute nowhere. So, okay. like, people will be talking, and then I think it happens at least four times in the film. Some will just explode through. The I liked that, though. Did you not like that? Because it came out of nowhere. Well, one or two times, I'm okay, like, okay, fair. fine. But then, I for like me, it, it just kind of seems quite... Lazy, it's kind of like, how do we get from this scene to this scene? Okay. Let's just have someone explode through the wall. I kind of liked it. Um, it? And I was know. just like, right. I, to me, that felt quite comic. I feel like this, this film is really quite comic booky because it's the sort of thing where like you're reading one page and like you'll just be seeing two characters talking to each other, and then all of a sudden you turn the next page and then there's a fucking evil guy just. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that is the. I don't know. But so that, how many evil people were in this then? Two. Two. Two, yeah. Orm, is that his name? Orm, and yeah. Black Manta. And Black Manta. Although Black Manta had a lot less to do in this than which I, I thought. Which I liked. I did as well. Yeah. Because um, I thought... Lead on for a second then? I think yeah. so, definitely. Because in Act 2, he kind of... I thought he was dead. And I was like, mm. oh, damn, okay. Uh, yeah, I was thinking, like, towards the end, I was thinking, like, are they going to, like, Bring let us back. know if he's yeah. if he's alive or not? Or It seems like he'll be the villain for next. But he actually was pretty, like, decent villain. Mm. Like, he's very powerful. He, he is the main villain of Aquaman. Yeah. Oh, is he? So, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, you do sort of see Black Manta's origin, which I thought was all right. Question... Tell me what you think about. <laughs> but you stop singing. Um, so, I, I might be getting this wrong, but when he's on the submarine, I feel like they shoot Aquaman with something and he's okay. Am I, am I wrong in thinking that? Like they shoot him with gun, at least a, a gun at least twice. Two Guns, yeah, it's fine. And he's alright. So he's bulletproof. Well, that's what I thought. I was like, yeah, he must be. Maybe his suit is, because of the gills, doesn't have, He wasn't wearing a suit. He wasn't wearing a suit. So they shoot him with his bare skin, and they shot him with like, like some fucking torpedo thingy, and he was okay. Yeah. Like he, was bit, he was burnt, but his skin was burnt, but he was fine. But then, um, this is just me, this is like a nitpick, nitpick of mine, but then he gets stabbed, like, yeah. halfway into the film, and... But he also, just... he, they try to stab him in the beginning, and he doesn't. it doesn't penetrate. <sighs> And then, yeah, and then... Stabbed, yeah. But I think... Is it, was he concentrating when he got stabbed? I'm not no. Sure. Maybe but it's I, the concentration. But when sure, you yeah. see the knife, when he, when the father unsheaths the knife, yeah. there's a symbol on it. It's like a, man, a, man, a manta ray in it. Or is, it a man, is it called a manta ray? Or... Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. Ray, but yeah. I'm so. wondering if that is... So he said it was been passed down. I'm wondering if that is... Because he says something about... I've got... um, uh, Not adamantium, but Atlantean steel now. So that's when okay. he's, you know, when his big knife's coming. Okay, yeah. He's like, I've got ad, ad, right, ad, ad, right, Atlantean right, right. steel. So, so I, even better. Okay, so yeah, I think cool. that knife is made of Atlantean okay. steel because that's the only way I can right. think. Well, I'll tell you what, I did that not know sense. that an, uh, Aquaman was bulletproof. So yeah, that's, no. that's yeah. a new fun fact. But it seems, from this film, it seems that he can only be hurt by things maybe, from maybe. Atlantis. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah, so that's what I inferred. So I wonder if maybe we'll get a bit more backstory about the knife in the next. Did you see the classic suit as well as the new suit, or was it just the classic suit, the orange suit? I think just the classic one. Yeah, yeah. was it good or not? I liked it. I thought the shiny. Um, I wanted to. There's something I will be skipping, but I'll talk about it in a minute. I do want to talk about the suit, the whole suit thing in a minute. But um, so yeah, I like. I don't know. So you didn't like the submarine bit, or I didn't dislike it. I just felt like, especially the introduction of. I felt like that was supposed to be quite an emotional moment yeah. and it literally came out of nowhere. Oh. And then when the father died and then Spoiler. Black Manta was like, oh, help me. I was just kind of like, okay, I know you're trying to build the the revenge plot line here, yeah. but the fact that Black Manta 
already disliked Aquaman mm. beforehand mm. to me made it even like less powerful. If if Black Manta was like, who's this guy? Like, why are you trying to stop me? And then Aquaman lets his father die. Okay. I would have been like, okay, cool. Like, that's good motivation. But for okay. me, it seemed like he hated him already. Okay. And then he was like, oh, no, help me. Oh, no, no, I hate you again. So. Okay, cool. That's fair. That's fair. Um, all right, so, yeah. After that, um, so you get like, the whole um, uh, Mira saying, come and help us because the... Um, because Orm's Orm is who is um, Aquaman's half brother is planning to uh, attack the the land. But then before this, you see Orm, Willem Dafoe's character, yeah. and Dolph Lundgren's character yeah. all meet up. Yeah. And again, for me, that I was just like, I was super confused about all who's who. Like they were talking about all these names, and I was like, I don't know who this is. And they're like, Oh yeah, well. Um, you know, you need to talk to him to reunite all the Seven Kingdoms. And I was like, okay, so is Orm king or is Dolph Lundgren king? Or who's, all ki- seven who they king, are? Seven yeah. kingdoms. But so for me, again, for me, I was just a bit confused. Okay. It was just kind of like, here's some people and right. they're important. Okay. I feel like there could have been a little bit more kind of set up for yeah. all these people. Okay. Um, and even like setting scenes up a little bit. You know, this film is quite long, but mm. I feel like they could have done with a little bit more of that. But again... Was Amber looking being, good? Looking very good. And I'm being hypercritical. Yeah, so. that's fair. Uh, yeah, but even like there, that bit. So, this one bit I want to clear up because I actually wasn't sure in the film. The submarine that attacks them whilst they're in the sea, which is like the catalyst for them, you know, going to attack the land. Was that Orm's doing? Was Did Orm like... Um, yeah. Okay, cool. I just wanted to come for a that. But then I don't understand because there's no one left in that submarine when Aquaman deals with it. So I don't know how that submarine ends up shooting at Orm because that's what happens that's why Orm launches that tidal wave on Mm. on the bay cool Um, was any uh, post credits end credits scene one one post credits there was it was about Black Manta okay one post credits scene so yeah but then okay so I really enjoyed like all the stuff so basically from that point on from the point where he's like where Mira's like yeah we need to stop Orm from there onwards I thought the film was really good and so like if, when you take, if you take the first 20, 15, 20 minutes where I thought the film was quite bad and then the rest of it where I think is really good, it kind of averages out to like a good film <laughs> for me. Yeah, so like fun. You've got the bits where like he's coming to, he goes to Atlantis for, I'm assuming the first time, and like you go into like, they've got like, border control and all like stuff like this and like there's traffic and, and stuff. And, and, like, and it looks like the Bifrost. What's the Bifrost? I can't in in, uh, in Thor. Bifrost? You know the got Rainbow Bridge? Oh yeah, to get into oh, yeah. um, Asgard. That's I can see that. It looked exactly like that. That, that detracted for you or, or it felt a little bit derivative. Okay, I, I didn't can't, can't really can remember that, but fair enough. Um, but I did like 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 visually. I think visually the like Atlantis. I think was is really 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 nice to like just to look at. And, mm. like, um, I like enjoyed all like the um, so like there was um, basically do like a death by combat scene. Um, between Orm and um, uh, Aquaman and then they're fighting, fighting and then come what Aquaman does but he like counters Orm's move somehow and then like a wash of water goes past the crowd and they're all just like looking at each other like yeah <laughs> like looks like a coliseum sort of thing yeah. Yeah. like watching a fight I thought all that was really good that kind of reminded me of Rag- Thor Ragnarok yeah. well, actually um, not to say that sorry I I not to say that like it reminded me of because like I think the um, uh, there was like all the uh, Orm's like goons and like stuff like that, his like army and stuff. That's what it looked like stormtroopers. So I don't know if that's like a 
if it's like a um like a copied thing or if it's like a I don't know, like a homage, not an homage, but like a yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know, but I didn't I didn't mind it anyway because I thought they I thought they looked I thought they were well designed. Um, so yeah, then we find out that um, Amber Heard and um, sorry Mira and Orm are supposed to get married, but you can tell that you can obviously tell that that's not gonna <laughs> that's not gonna happen, which is fine. And then Akram's about to die at the hands of Orm, and then Mira rescues him, and then they go off on their little adventure to get the. Um, Get the trident from yeah. Atlantis, Atlant, Atlant, King Atalan, or whatever his name is. And some people complain that they didn't like their voyage off into you know desert and whatever, whatever, whatever. But I quite like that bit. I, I think know. I would have preferred it if the whole film was about that. Okay. Because it felt to me, it felt a bit like Indiana Jones. It did feel like yeah, that's why. And I liked that yeah. was the bit I liked about it when okay. they were like going to the temple and they yeah, like yeah, yeah. they had this device that they're trying to like find. Yeah, um, yeah I liked that okay. bit. I didn't like pretty much anything to do with Orm because I just felt like he was just really hammy. Like, okay. um, so yeah, that was the bit I quite liked about it, and I felt like it was too short. Okay. Because they're like very quickly, they're like, okay, we found it. Okay, it works. Okay, here's the next bit. Bum 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 bum. If the whole film was like a discovery to find the trident, mm-hmm. I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more. That's fair. That's fair. I liked the bit where they go to. So yeah, I liked all that discovery bit um, when they're in the desert. And then I like how they're like they've got these like seven kingdoms, and one of them is the Sahara Desert. But because it's like a desert, there's no one there anymore, so that's not like a kingdom. The ocean of sand. Yeah, and um, they do like they do show like the seven kingdoms in this film, and every like I think they show all seven of them, don't they? or at least five. There's the Deserters, Atlantis. There's the Trench, yeah. the Brine, the Fishermen. Yeah. Dolph Lundgren's lot. Oh yeah. They don't really get like a thing, do they? No, no. and I can't. I don't know who the seventh is. Okay, well we see we see a lot of them. I quite enjoy like the world building yeah. around it, like all like the different aspects. That's kind of the sort of thing that I think I'm, I don't know if you remember, but when we were talking about Black Panther, that I said I would like to see them doing Black yes, Panther too. All the other all the colonies, other tribes and stuff yeah. like that. I would like to see them do a bit of that. So I, I enjoyed that. Even like the fishermen people, obviously, is just like loads of fish, and they uh, they show like they give a bit of like history, like to the background of Atlantis, how it used to be on land, and then. Um, they got too cocky with their technology, basically, and it made the whole, the whole city sink or whatever, which I think was pretty cool. And they said, like, how some of the people, like, evolved. So, like, you got the fishermen, they're, like, fish people, and they can speak and stuff, and they've got gills and that. And then you got some of the people who um, who devolve, and that's, like, the people in the trenches. And the, well, I say people, they're monsters mm. in the trenches. So, yeah, I liked all that stuff. I thought all that was really cool. And I liked the bit where, uh, like, them going around Rome, and she's, like, get, she, like, gets some roses, like, eat it and stuff like that. I thought that was pretty funny. And the bit where um, they show that yeah. she doesn't know what a rose is, she just she sees it. people eating yeah. things and she just thinks looks like that's what you do. Fucking hell! And then, then. then Aqua eats it. As well. <laughs> <Is> it? Yeah, <laughs> that was quite funny. Um, and then um, I really I quite liked the bit where they show that Aquaman's like not an idiot, like he's quite smart. So they've got like this clue how to find the um, the uh, where the trident is, and it's like it's like a riddle basically. And then they're in like some. Uh, well, I don't know. They're in Rome, but I don't know what. It was uh, Sicily. Sicily. Oh, Sicily, Sicily. And yeah. um, there was like loads of statues and stuff, and it was something to do with a king and blah blah blah. And he was like, "Oh, the only king here is this statue." Da, da, da. And then you know he figures out where the where the trident is. I thought that was really cool. And then the bit where so like like pretty much immediately after that, Black Manta comes to try and kill them all with um, some of Orm's Orm's people. And I quite enjoyed that action scene. I don't know if what you thought. Yeah, I thought, I thought, we thought, I thought it was a good action scene. Um, I enjoyed how all, I think Black Man's suit looks really, really good. Um, and I enjoyed that when he's like trying to like, make it and then like fucking plasma's like exploding everything everywhere and stuff like that. And um, 
<clears throat> what, else, what else do I like about it? Um, I like that Orm was like dealt with and then that was it and like yeah. he, he doesn't come back for the rest of the film which I don't mind because I feel like he would be a bit of a pest if he, could be, if he kept coming back mm. kind of like I don't know like you know when you see Loki like, he's always fucking around like yeah. just, just but Orm has only dealt with right at the end I don't mind that because for me he's the main villain in this film so I don't yeah. mind that he's dealt with right at the end whereas I thought that Batman was a secondary villain so having him dealt with like in the middle-ish of the film oh because you said Orm was dealt with oh sorry I meant Batman sorry um, what I felt was impressive about this film was the visuals mm. so like I'm, I was trying to think like how they would actually do it because mm. obviously like because they're all in water all the actors pretty much floating mm. yeah. and I thought well, maybe they didn't like zero gravity or something mm. but then because there's always the assumption that you're underwater but you don't ever it's not like I don't know the way they do it is you just see like the hair rippling a little bit yeah. or something. I felt like all that detail was quite good. Yeah. And the actual design of all the characters, like all the, they kind of, they ride around on like massive tortoises and mm. sharks and whales. And there was an octopus playing the drums. That was yeah, cool. and all like the, the kraken, the way they do that and yeah. all the crustaceans. So I thought that was all impressive. Mm. I don't know, I just think the plot was a bit messy. I felt like the script was a bit, in some places was a bit cheesy. It was just a bit like... Yeah. So I felt that a lot of the time they tried to make it humorous and mm. I think a lot of the time it didn't work. Yeah. So, like, if you just kept this film as a serious film, then I would have been a lot happier. Even though I expected it to be a funny film, but I'm not mad that it wasn't But a even, funny. like, films like Iron Man have humour in them, yeah. but you wouldn't say they were comedies. No. And, yeah, like, so you can try and do it, but... But I felt like... So, like... Not really by comparison, but like Ant-Man, you expect to be like a more comedic film. Yeah. Ant-Man 2, sorry. Ant-Man Ant 1's pretty funny. Ant-Man 2, I feel like, is the same as this in that it tries to make a lot of jokes that don't mm. really land, so to speak. Which is... So like, that was that was the thing that I thought just wasn't really great. It's like the humour in it. Like even other things like... um, Like uh, when... Uh, I was going to say Thor. When Aquaman um, like, sniffed his armpit and sniffed his smells, it's oh, almost like... That's the thing that's not really that funny. Do you know what I mean? Like, whatever. Uh, but it didn't really bother me that much. I don't know if it... Not really. No. I was just like, eh, it didn't work. Fine. That's fair. But I did feel like some parts of the script were very cheesy, like especially the beginning bit. And there's just other bits where it was just like, I guess it's just cliched. It's just like, you're the one to reunite us all. You can. I like. I see. I like. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm cheesy. Like I feel like I'm cheesy like because I like stuff like that. When they say lines that I feel like are like on the nose. Yeah. I, I like it. So like, like mm. even when like um, the, even the, even I've seen it in the trailer like ten thousand times. But the bit where um. Uh, I don't know if it's his mum who says it or if it's Mary who says it, but like um, Atlantis doesn't need a, a king, and it's a a, what could be more powerful than the king? And she's like, yeah, hero. I was like, yeah, man, this, we need a hero. I was, I was into it, man. I like it. I liked it. I also like the bit with the trenches and like all them monsters and stuff. Like yeah, attacking that, that. I liked that as well, yeah. and I felt like that was James Wan homaging to his horror background because mm. for me it felt that could have been in a horror film yeah. scene. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I thought that was all right. I thought that was cool. Um, so yeah, the bit that I thought um, I didn't really like that much is that, so obviously we know that he gets the trident in the end. But, so he goes to, um, oh sorry, I also like that all these different Atlanteans and stuff, and they have all got like, different powers and stuff, they haven't all got the same power, which I think is cool. Whereas like if you, you know, if it's like Superman and you've got like Superman and Zod, they've got the exact same powers. Yeah, but I also but, liked the fact that Mira was not just like a side piece yeah, like a side held, character held she was like yeah really she was quite a powerful character yeah, definitely. and she had 
bit she had more to do than I was anticipating yeah. she did. And the mum's the quite powerful as well, which is good. Um, shit. Well, was I saying about? Yeah. So when he goes to get the um the trident, he meets this like giant monster thing, whatever. Obviously, she, um, she's like, "You're not worthy." I assume it's just she because he had a, had a femaleish voice. <laughs> she said, "You're not worthy." Blah blah. Finds out that he can understand her, can talk to her. Blah blah blah. And then she said, "She the, the monster said something along the lines of like um." So, I'm paraphrasing, but it's kind of like try to get the to get the trident if you dare, sort of thing. And if you can't get it, I'll be back for you because I want to eat or something, something stupid like that. And then he just goes to get the trident, grabs it, and he's like, "Yeah, I got it now." Yeah, yeah. I thought there was gonna, I thought something it's just a bit easy. Yeah, I thought something was gonna happen, but I suppose he's the worthy king. He's so. the worthy king, and they've already they already went through like, the desert and they went through Rome and they went through the trenches. So I feel like fair enough. This bit can be easy. I yeah, yeah. But I was expecting like you know the skeleton of the king to like jump up and start fighting or something like that. You know, but I was a bit disappointed with that. But I wasn't too fast. And the suit, I think, looks really good. But I don't know if you... I didn't really dislike good. it. I thought it was fine, yeah. Yeah, and that comes out in the waterfall. He's like, with the trident. I thought it was pretty jokes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just felt there was a little bit too much slow-mo in this film. I can agree with that, but... I can agree with does that. Does the trident get smaller at all? How does he call upon the trident? Only problem. when it's cold in the water. I should do it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a moment. I was like, what are you talking about? Well, that wasn't the film. <laughs> um... No. Yeah, yeah, but trying to pretty much. The same how does he, how does he get it though? He he gets it from the sc- from the skeleton of. King. No, no, no. But like, what do you mean, how like does he get in, it? in general, like he's not always holding the trident, yeah. is he? He just always carries well, it around. Well, from it. that point where he has it to the end of the film, he has he's always yeah. trying to turn. Oh, right. It's not as if it like shrinks and he can put it in his pocket or yeah. whatever. Oh, but there's right. no point at the film where he's not like underwater. Like there's it's not like he's not like out on the beach and you're like oh why well, have you got trident in your hand still like he's yeah the, he, it's justified as to why he's still did got he, it. Did he have to try it in Justice League? He no. had, he had a trident. A trident, but not, but not his trident, but not that trident. Okay. Which is his mum's trident, isn't it? Yeah. Um, do you feel like you would have wanted more reference to other DC characters, like, in the, like to sorry. to locate it properly after Justice League, or maybe even like, would you have wanted a post-credit sting with like Ben Affleck or? Yeah. So I. In the film, I don't mind. You the film. I feel like. Having the film as its own, whatever standalone film, I think separate from the rest of the, the DC universe, I think it's cool. But I was hoping that there would be something at like in the last end credit scene with someone like I don't know, could have been anyone in the Justice League, you know, with like a little nod to say or like just like a phone call, like like Diana or some sort of thing, like, I, anything like that. I would think yeah. would be nice, but I can't really com- complain that they didn't do that. You know, I so, feel like I feel like James Wan wanted to separate himself from the Justice League. As yeah, much I as think possible. so. <laughs> what do you what do you give it out of ten? Um, I think I gave it a seven point five, but if I was feeling generous, I might stretch it to an eight. I might watch it again. Really? I might stretch it to an eight, but I might watch it again, um, just to see how I feel. But I feel like it's in the seven to eight region. I think. Fair enough. What do you give it? Six. I, I think I think you're I think you're overly critical personally. I mean, I'm, I freely admit that I do not like DC, DC as half as much as Marvel, and I try and be objective. Um, what did you write Wonder Woman up to I can't remember oh. but I would write I think Wonder Woman is a better film than this oh, really? I agree that the third act of this is better I think it's way better than the third act of Wonder Woman the third act of Wonder Woman really lets it down but the, the first is, the two the more I watch acts... Wonder Woman the more I get really bugged down by the last scene it is shit the last but... scene like uh, against Ares oh the last scene yeah scene. it really That's, yeah. vexes me so I think this really I think it's a really good film up until 
that last scene where they reveal that Ares, who Ares is. See, I knew I think who Ares that, was going to be. I think that whole bit fell flat from then on, from when he yeah. versus Ares to the to the end of the fight. I think that bit, whole fight, I think the yeah. whole bit is crap, unfortunately. But I think the rest of the film is really good. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, Aquaman, I think it's a... It is one of the better DC ones, but that so, is yeah. damning with faint praise for me. Fair enough. I'd um, like to see what your, what your opinion of it would be, Chris. Um, I'll give it a second. I'll hopefully watch it soon. Chris, let's hear from you. You've seen Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Um... You know, Obi's seen that as well, but you talked about it last week. So do you want to give us a quick rundown of that? What you thought of it, you know? Um, yeah, it was a, it was a decent film. Um, good good animation. Sorry. Uh, for, do you know what, actually? I'll tell you what bugged me about this film is that it was so, like... Obviously, it was done as part of the cartoon, like, the universe breaking up and stuff. It looked so 3D at times, and it wasn't 3D. And it was really bugging me. Can you see it in 3D? You can now, yeah. Did you want to... What, Dude, would you prefer it if it was 2D animation? No, 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 no. So, like, like no, 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 at times it looked like you, you, like, as if you're wearing 3D glasses. And that is how, that would have... Oh, so, like, what? So, you're watching a 3D film without 3D? Yeah, that's so what it looked like So, like, all the image was slightly... Yeah. And I was like, right, okay. I was like, it's really hard to concentrate on parts. However, take that aside, the general cartoon of it all was good. I clocked on pretty early on that that Gwen Stacy was not Gwen Stacy of his universe. Have you seen it? I haven't you, seen it. Do you give a shit? No, it's fine. I will watch it at some uh, point. But yeah, I, I kind of clocked on uh, doors because she was like telling him to calm down and I was like, okay, so she's on, she knows something that we don't hear. This film has got so but, many like but, rave reviews. The hype that it was given isn't as good as what it is. Um, it is good. Mm. Um, it's not the best animated film I've seen. Same. Um, however, I, it, it, and, it, and I maybe agree with you that it's not even the best Spider-Man film I've seen. It's however, not. It's really not. However, it's, it, I think it leads on to a better universe. So I think that the ending of this really does bode well for a future film. And then I think character development wasn't great of the main character. I'm not going to lie. He, he, for a long period of time, he, he gets his powers... He meets a mentor, doesn't quite work out, doesn't really know how to use his powers, he uses them on and off because he doesn't know how to use them, and then he gets into a pickle and he suddenly knows how to use all his powers, like, yeah. and he's now like one of the strongest Spider-Men you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And he also survives the way that... Okay, I can't say that because that spoils it. But I don't mind. I'm okay, fine. so, spoiler... Peter Parker dies, yeah. So we know that actually from the trailer. Anyway, yeah, but the yeah. way that Peter Parker dies doesn't kill Miles Morales. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure towards the end, Kingpin has him down on the ground and he goes, and all of them are like, oh, what's going to happen? And he suddenly gets up, starts beating the crap out of Kingpin, and then he wins. And I'm like, oh. That doesn't okay. bother me that much. It just, it just was like... Mm. Just I mean, to be fair though, Spy- the other Spider-Man had been badly battered before he got smashed by Kingpin. Yeah. Um, there was a second villain in the story. I did like the, vill- the I did like the villains. I thought the villains were pretty cool. Um, a nice twist on Doc Ock as well. Yeah. Um, they could have chosen different Spider-Men though. Um, I liked I liked the Japanese one. I thought that was a pretty cool twist on it. Uh, Spider Pork was okay, I guess. He, yeah, he just picked, and he gave Miles a um a hammer that can fit into his back pocket. I don't know if he gets to keep that or mm. whatever. The noir one, 
wasn't necessary. He was a bit there shit. There was something. I feel like. Sorry. To, and, I was and thinking hearing about Nick the... Cage's voice was really like bugging me as well. Like. What? <laughs> I don't know. It just really put me off. It didn't like because I couldn't see the guy's mouth move. I don't know. It, just, it was. It was. It wasn't because um, he never took off his mask, did he? Hmm. Um, I didn't mind. And yeah, I get your bit at the end where he's like, "I love you guys." And it's like there was no character, de- there was no friendship yeah. development in this whole thing, and suddenly mm. he he loves them. I, I get that, but that that didn't bother me too much. But I didn't see the necessity to it. But it was a good film. It was. Um, I couldn't quite understand if the dad understood who, if Miles was Spider Man at the end. That's a good question. Um, so it sets itself up for a sequel, yeah. and you'll be happy to see the sequel. Yeah. I'd be more interested to see the sequel actually. Did you think that the um, <laughs> the credit scene at the end, uh, where with the um, the old school Spider Man, mm. did you think that was funny? Yeah, oh, oh that's hilarious. Because yeah. like, in the original story, it's two identical Spider. Yeah, so there's a meme. So there's a meme. You know, yeah, exactly. So they use that meme, and then but then they use they replace one of the Spider Man with. Um, like a different twenty ninety nine Spider Man. Twenty ninety nine Spider Man. And then they're just arguing about pointing at each other and I think it is so funny. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was that was a nice little touch. <laughs> and I did a little tribute to Stanley, just just a little blurb. Yeah. Um Yeah. I liked it. It's a good film. I did like seven point five probably. But that's a film where yeah, I'd give it like a seven, seven point five ish sort of vibe. Um but that's a film where like you like You've seen it. Like people say that it's like the best comic book film ever, and no, like, like literally ever, like of any film, and like DC do these. DC's done this a lot better. If anything, DC do well. It's fucking cartoon. The animated. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Actually, yeah, they're actually. I. That's a good. Point. I'm not. I'm not saying the that's Marvel ones point. are rubbish. I'm just saying DC ones. That's a good. Because I think. DC can highlight the darkness a lot better through cartoon and yeah. the unrealistic parts of it. You just don't give a shit about, and it's yeah. like, oh, it's realistic. Bar. Ninja Batman, which was... Shit. I still haven't watched that yet. No, I don't bother. Honestly, it's not even worth it. So. But yeah, I do think DC do animated films better than... That are better yeah. than that film. Yeah. Not to say that film's bad. No. It is good. But it when it's held as the best Spider-Man film ever or the best comic book film ever, I was just like, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know who's watched this and decided yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we talk quite a bit on this podcast about how we can get let down by you know yeah. expectations I, I do feel do... like we should like it's hard not to but like it is because natural in, though yeah going into this film like because I think had I not seen them them raving reviews maybe I would have had a bit more like oomph about it I feel but... like you watched the film being like okay is this five star whereas yeah. you're not just watching the film yeah, yeah. There, oh there was a funny bit actually um, so you know like in Spider-Man 3 yeah. he does that funky dance down the street they they brought that up in, in the film was okay. like I've had some good times and I've had some bad times or something like that and he's doing the little dance in the thing yeah. and that was good as well they they actually explained how each Spider-Man got their power or did they actually? they kind of did they started it with the first three yeah four, four normal Spider-Man Miles Morales normal Spider-Man from the other earth yeah. Spider-Gwen or Gwen Spider whatever yeah. you want to call her and then the other three, they kind of just did a snippet of each of theirs. Yeah. Peter Porker didn't really get one. No, but he said he got bitten by a spider pig, didn't yeah, he? Something like that, yeah. And then the girl was like, I've got her, because her, she runs so a machine a, which has the yeah. spider in the machine. So the spider is her friend. Okay. And then Noir guy, I don't know. Yeah, he was, he was odd. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it decent. Um, I, I do look forward to the next one. Although, I don't know if you saw what I posted today, that apparently Apple are rumoured to try be trying to buy Sony. Fair. And also, Sony are trying to make a deal with Marvel right now to extend their contract in regards to Spider-Man with them. So, Sony wants Spider-Man to continue being in the MCU. Mm. 
I think that feels like it sounds like it's mutually beneficial to both. Yeah. Because um, I'm sure Sony are making still quite a lot of money mm. off that. Especially if they can still use the characters of Venom and things like that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Apple... I'm surprised they haven't already gone into, like, production. Yeah. Well, things. I don't know if they're necessarily buying it for the film aspect. Maybe they're buying it for that, the their, rival, yeah, their rival company. True. Um, but... You never know. I mean, if that was to happen, I can't imagine Marvel would be too on board with them keeping Spider-Man. But Whether they have a it's say. It's not really... I don't think Marvel have a say because Sony own the rights to it. True. So Although I'm pretty sure that Marvel have some kind of link with Apple because I'm sure all the devices they use in the Marvel films, everyone has Apple. Yeah. I mean, but Apple aren't, I think they have aren't a threat they to have Disney, are they? iPhones. I'll have to rewatch some. But yeah, it's they're not, not. It's not as if like Google own nah, Marvel true. or something. But it would be two multi-billion pound companies. Well, yeah, Apple's worth a trillion earlier this year, so it's mental. Jeez. You also watched Prisoners yeah. on my recommendation, oh, mate, which I was pretty happy solid, about. Solid recommendation. I sat down with my mum and dad and watched that. Um, no spoilers, because Obi hasn't seen it. But. I, no, it, I won't. I 100% agree with you. Like, yeah. Oh, mate, Hugh Jackman, you just wanted to slap in the face. But you got why he was doing what he was doing, but he went way too far. Too far. And But then... It's like a 50-50, really. Yeah, I, I don't want to say it, but it was, I thought it was a very good film. Um, it's not too... It's not gory, really. There's a bit of blood in it, but it's more... The event happens, then you see the blood after. Um, yeah. It's just thrilling. It's just... Even though it's two and a half hours long, you're just, like, gripped. Yeah. So, Obi-Watch it, and I, then... I was surprised by the very end, as well. I didn't expect that to happen. So... That's not really saying a lot, though, to be fair. No. <laughs> cool. Well, let's get on to our top tens of the year. Cool. Do you I have a top like, ten? Yeah, I feel like I've... Have you actually got an order to your top ten? Um, yes. Some semblance of an order. Okay. Would I'm... you want me to start with number ten, then? Go on, then. Um, I would say number ten Shoot, would be one. Teen Titans Go to the movie. Oh, do you know what? Hold on. Sorry. I've tried to remember, I tried to remember how I did my list. One second. That... Just snuck outside my top ten. So that for okay. me, that for me was an, or, an honorable, honorable mention. mention. Yeah, I just felt Teen Titans go. I was. I didn't see that. Just so, so surprised oh, really, like, by yeah. it. I I thought. Yeah, I don't even remember why I went to see it. I was just like. Outside. I think it was just one of those things. Was that there's probably I've seen everything else. Yeah. And I was like, let's just go and see it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very kind of childish animation, like kind see, of Disney Channel sort of XD thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I was like eh. but it was just so funny it was mm. just so self-referential it was like taking the piss out of not not only DC but also Marvel yeah. um, I felt like the plot was you know interesting there were certain things that annoyed me about it um, yeah like some of the voices and things mm. but you know when um, Cyborgs just starts like doing like yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. that yeah it was just the time was just I was just laughing the whole way through it. Yeah. Um, I think that film was quite a bit better than uh, Into the Spider-Man. Oh, really? I think so. And I'm going to say, like, caveat it now, that my top ten is what I enjoyed. It's not, like, the yeah. best technical film, you know, all that sort of thing. Like, these aren't probably most of these aren't even going to be nominated for Oscars. Sort yeah. Of thing. But um, for us, you know, as average critics, it's like, if we enjoy them, they're going to make yeah. our top ten. Yeah. I mean, purely because I totally forgot to do this, Spider-Verse would be number ten for me. Okay. But I, I obviously haven't seen as many films as you this year. I think you two have probably seen double what I have. Um, I'm trying to think of Netflix films I've watched, but then again, 
never know if they're in 2018 or if they're prior to Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so but if they haven't stuck with you, then it's probably not true. Be in your true. top ten. A oh. few of these films I've watched, uh, I actually watched on a plane to America. So <laughs> yeah. Obi number ten. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Uh, a simple favor. A simple favor. Okay, that is in my top ten, but it's a bit higher. Um, Again, I didn't see this one, so I can't oh, comment. That this film, that film is just fucking mental. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like I didn't know where I was coming, where I was going. So like, I enjoy one thing. I really enjoy. I've said it loads of times about TV shows and films, is when they're unpredictable. Yeah. Like, if I think if a film is predictable, but you still really like it, I think that must be like quite a good film. Um, I think we've got to the point now where obviously all three of us have seen so many films like majority of the time we can tell where a story's going like yeah. half an hour into the film yeah. if that So, like, but this one literally there were surprises like every 10 minutes I was like, like I thought I had the film clocked at the start but I literally I was absolutely nowhere near where the film was it just kept pulling the rug from under Honestly, your feet like, what's it called? A um, Simple Favour and like I thought it was quite funny as well it <laughs> yeah. was comic in point I thought Blake Lively was really good Very Anna good. Kendrick Acted very oh, well. Oh, this film, right? I remember you saying about this. Yeah, film. yeah. solid, like proper, twisty, simple flavor, vanilla. But yeah, like I just thought it was, I thought it was really, really good, and I didn't expect it. It's one of the films I didn't really expect to be good. Yeah, it's kind of like um, fuck, what film did we see? Uh, we went to see Baby Driver. I didn't. I thought I was just gonna be like a generic film. Yeah. but we saw it, and I was like, oh shit. shit that was my top really film. Yeah, that was my top film last yeah. year. I remember. So yeah, man, simple flavor. Go on to number nine then. Number nine, Aquaman. Chris number nine. Do you want to discuss like why it reached your top ten? It's for me, it's enjoyability. So like, okay. um, I think I'm trying to base this on how I felt whilst I was watching the film, rather than if it's a if it's like you know the best the best film or not. Yeah, yeah. be critically acclaimed and all that crap. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like for me, there were so many like cool moments where I was just like, oh man, this is like this is really sick. That I just think I just really I just really really enjoyed it, and I might come back in like six months time and be like, yeah, it doesn't this doesn't actually make my make my top ten. Yeah, because there is always a recent, element of recency, recency bias, bias, which is fair. But like, you know, I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a bit of a nerd at the end of the day. I like a comic book film, so this this uh, just about makes it to my top ten. Thing is, with this, there's a lot of like interchangeability. I, yeah. I feel like about my top ten as well. So that could yeah. this could easily be ten. You know, oh maybe Titan Titans could have squeezed in at ten. Yeah. but it is. I think my top five are locked. The next five are pretty interchangeable. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was very enjoyable for me. I did really like it. Number nine, Chris. Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay. Yeah. What, what can I say? It's a, it's a decent. It's a good little film. Funny. A nice palette cleanser. Yeah, it, play, it plays a nice little snippet part in a larger puzzle, I suppose. So. And there's also based on the Endgame trailer discussion as to whether well, yeah. Ant Man is in the present or the past mm. because mm, true. there's in the CCTV footage it says archive. Yeah, so true. There's all sorts of theories about how Ant Man is escaping the quantum realm. Yeah, and the thing is as well, they they cut and paste this trailer in so many ways that they yeah. they can't they might not that's even true. be talking about that. That's that's, that's yeah. very that's a good point. <laughs> but they probably are. And they probably are watching some kind. Of, I don't know, but I mean, half of that stuff in the trailer might not even happen as well. Like, remember, like we saw the trailer for Avengers. Hulk was running through the fields, everyone, oh, yeah. and he don't even tell. Well, he yeah, is, yeah. but he's just inside a machine, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's interesting, but yeah, what's yours then? Number nine for me is a film called Annihilation, which is a Netflix oh, own film. Um, Alex Goddard, I think his name is. No, Alex Garland. Uh, director. He also directed Ex Machina. Um, this was like a sci-fi horror film. Mm. Uh, it's got um, what's her face, Natalie Portman in. So it's all about like this is weird sort of alien 
sphere that's that's come up in in these woods and people going uh, her husband goes in there to like search oh, for things i and... feel like i have seen part of this and then she goes in with a bunch of people yeah and does she retrieve him in the end yeah yeah I, um, I did vaguely watch it's it, very like honest. it's quite um existential in the sense that it's like she faces sort of herself in the end the alien like mimics her and um like and it's all just about it's very kind of like high like high thought concept um but the visuals are amazing the story was really interesting um couldn't really tell where it was going it's one of those films where it's like it had netflix is the best place for it because trying to market this sort of film in the cinema like you just don't really know who's gonna go and see it it's like sort of elements of horror but it's very much sci-fi but it's very much kind of like philosophical um uh, but also you've got to give this film credit for being like female led like all the main characters in it are female um strong characters i just thought yeah sorry i'm really bad can you finish all of it no no that i just i would this film came out quite early in the year um so my memory of it is not that great but the fact that i can recall that much of it already yeah with uh, how much content we've seen in the last six to nine months um yes yeah, so i would watch it again mm. you know you're saying about like marketing to cinema and stuff what do you think it'd be a good idea if netflix just opened their own cinema and just would like on a daily just no. playing some of their films <laughs> no no got netflix at home. <laughs> yeah i think actually. i actually think that's not a bad idea because i think some of their films like Unless you've got a massive TV, like some of the films you want to see in like big the big screen, like there is, there is something that you can't get. Like you know when you watch, I don't so know. all right, I don't Infinity know. War comes on yeah. Netflix yeah. on Christmas Day. If you watch Infinity War, I've seen Infinity War on Blu-ray on my TV screen, and it's impressive. But when it's you know ten times bigger, I don't think that. I don't think because that's, for me that's a special case. Like I think there are there are only a few films where you're like, I'm really going to want to see it in the cinema sort of thing. Yeah. So I don't think that would be... I think majority of the time, um, and this is true of pretty much any like event that's on TV, a lot of the time, think you'll think like... So I'm using a different example here, but like if there's an Arsenal game or something like that, if it's on TV, I'm much less likely to go and buy a ticket to go and watch it. Do you know what I mean? Like, same true. if it's a film. If it's a film but that... Like- Okay, so these Game of Thrones episodes, yeah. the scale of Game of Thrones is I would massive. Ne- I would never go to see Game of Thrones in cinema. Would you not want to see it on a big screen? No, because they'd be full of a crowd of people and everybody would be talking and fucking cheering and shit. Okay. Nope, fuck Fair that. Point. I'd rather watch Game of Thrones in my own but, vicinity. Myself. But Netflix do release some of their films in cinemas temporarily because to qualify for Oscars. Oh, yeah. So they released Roma, um, which is... Is that good? Have you seen it? I haven't it? seen it oh. yet. I do want to see it, but that's got a lot of critical acclaim. Um, Outlaw King was in cinemas briefly... Um, so that I think they've got uh, some sort of deal with Curzon Cinema. Okay. Curzon's a bit more like niche. Yeah. Um, so some of their films have been been shown in Curzon Cinemas. Um, I don't know about other other cinemas, but yeah, Netflix do for like Oscar purposes have to release okay. some of their films in cinema. Um, I'll go on to number eight, which uh, was outlocking for me. Oh really? Yep. Interesting. Um, just really liked it. Uh. You know, the the Game of Thrones kind of mm. nostalgia. Um, we've talked about its its um, failings, but just thought it was a proper solid, like, proper, like, muddy, gritty. Yeah. Again, like, talking about... Uh, they're on location. Yeah. Like, you can't replicate that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I just thought it was a really engaging story um, about a period of history that I don't know that much about. Mm. I mean, I'm not taking this as canon, like, you well, know, yeah. but it's entertaining. Um, I'm sure... Robert the Bruce got his penis out at some point or another during the, during It's those got pain. 
top ten. Solid, got solid. That's top ten paid. To be fair. <laughs> I, I, you know, go ahead. I might, I might, I might make my top ten now. No, I think about it. Uh, what's number eight for you? My number eight, uh, searching. Hey. Honorable mention. Yes, G. For me, that's an honorable mention. Okay. Solid, solid film. Okay. What is it? Your number eight. Yeah, that's my number eight. As okay. Well. Searching. Did both discuss it then. I um. That's okay. I um. I didn't think that searching would be um. A good film, basically, yeah. because because you saw it before me and you told me that it's like filmed all through like screens and stuff, mm. and I thought I'm gonna fucking hate this because it just reminded me of like um what's that for Project X I think it is. Uh, Project X. No, Project X is um, all video camera. Yeah, so it reminded me that, and I I watched like twenty minutes of that and I thought it was, oh I, thought I love Project shit. X shit because <laughs> like, I hate that whole through the camera thing, but I thought the way they did it was so unique. Like obviously they use like the 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 Mac and the phone and all the all sorts mm. of technology to try and show the thing, and then. The like thriller, the thriller aspect of it. So like, this girl just goes missing and everything. And then like, I like I like being able to like engage my brain in films. Yeah. Like, in mm. thinking like, oh, do I, is it this because of this? Like, and it's the sort of thing where like um, uh, a film like uh, off the top of my head like uh, Murder on the Orient Express where it kind of failed. I think so. Like in this film, I thought that like the reveal of like how. It, everything played out in the end I thought was like oh okay I got it like that was that's really mm. cool whereas like Murder Oil Express like the reveal I was like oh this is kind of like, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. Kind of crap. yeah crap. but yeah and like the twists and everything and like I just remember like this one, this one bit of um, searching where um, they've just got no they haven't they just found out that um, the the policewoman had something to do with it and then like they're driving to somewhere and it's like an air shot and then the guy just says something like someone said like um, oh yeah she would have um she would have died after like f- yeah, five days. Because of no water. And yeah. he was like, and it rained on Tuesday. Yeah, and then they turned the car around and it's up on that bit. was sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew exactly yeah. what I was talking about. That bit was jokes. So yeah, I just I thought the film was really good. Yeah. I just really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. This was, it was a surprising one for me. And uh, not sorry. much else to say on it, really. And the uh, lead actor was, uh, wasn't white, wasn't white man. Yeah, I no. think. You, again, and he's got, very good as well. John actually. Cho, you got to mm. commend it. You know, first like Asian lead role. Um, again, you had Crazy Rich Asians this year. So I think it's been a. Pretty good year for kind of diversifying film mm. a little bit more. Also, yeah, like you said, I was a bit worried about the the format of it, and I was thinking, oh god, because I've seen films. There was a film called like Unfriended, it was a horror film about oh yeah, all set was, through webcam. It was yeah, just, it wasn't good. Wasn't they got amazing. dark web now, didn't they? Yeah, but yeah, I think it, it really worked well with its format. Um, mm. And for me, it just missed out on the top ten. Mm. Um, I kind of wonder if. Maybe it could swap with Outlaw King, considering I've seen Outlaw King much more recently. So, but yeah, certainly mm. at least at number eleven. Okay, so you're gonna go your number seven, Chris. I'm gonna go for Mission Impossible. Okay. Uh, I actually really like all the Mission Impossible, although as far fetched as they are, um, Tom Cruise busting out it's pretty, pretty sick. Mm. Uh, I like the twist in it, although I did see it coming. I think most people did, although it was a little confusing. I thought it was, confusing. It was very confusing. Yeah. Um. I like the action of it. I think I do mm. like action films. Mm. So, yeah, it was good. There's not much more to say about it, really. It's, it's like any other generic... There was one like, proper sick moment in it, though, when, like, Henry Cavill, like, reloads his arms like that when he's about oh, to yeah, fight. Oh, yeah, he's about to fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, why? Wow. Yeah. Built like a fridge, like... Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's another film for me. Although I liked it, that's a film where, before I watched it, people were telling me that it was, like... Amazing. Best thing ever, yeah. Yeah, like, really, like, amazing, like, best... 
Obviously, I haven't seen it, like any of the Mission Impossible's mm. where they're like best Mission Impossible ever, like best this is spy what, film, action film. This ever, is why like. when we go and see films and we see them at separate times and we ask each other, I almost like I'm very reluctant to say whether it's good or not because mm. I, although I don't want my opinion to be absolutely demolished in the in the reviews, <laughs> it's, also, it's also like I don't want to imprint on you what I thought because I'd rather you tell me what you thought about it and mm. then we discuss. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'll just tell you for me. I'll just take what I think. Yeah, if I like it then. It's like Glenn Blackman. Yeah, he, true. He had high expectations after I told him what I thought about it. <laughs> so I might have led to you thinking of the film. Uh, no, I don't think so. No? No. Because okay, um, I know that your opinion on DC is a lot different to mine. That's fine. Uh, my number seven was a film called Unsane, which oh, I mentioned, I think I've discussed at least twice this year in yeah. the podcast. Um, it's like a psychological horror film, uh, filmed on an iPhone about a woman who thinks someone's stalking her. Um and then she gets committed to a mental institution and then she keeps seeing the guy who's stalking her. Mm. Um, it's very, yeah, lots of twists and turns, really engaging, good performance by Claire Foy. Um, just again, just quite original. Mm. And even like the ending, you're a bit like, hmm. Claire just, Foy? Yeah. Mm. She's the lead? Yeah. yeah. She put work this year. She was in like three films. In it. Oh. And she's like, um, yeah, and by the end, you're sort of like, oh, is, is she unhinged? It's still a bit like ambiguous. Yeah. So um, yeah, I really liked Unsane. I'm going to say that's a lot higher up in my list. What, Unsane? Mm. Oh, okay. Fair enough, we'll get there. What's, uh, what's your number seven? Uh, Coco. I never oh, saw yeah. that. You know, so, uh, so that's the, I, I think, think that came out. It's, yeah. Yeah, the so, Festival it, of the Dead. And yeah, the Dead, Dead. Um, playing his little guitar mm. and his grandma. Oh, yeah, that film. Mm. Film's like most, isn't it? But the thing is, it came out so long ago, but I almost forgot that I'd seen it this year. Mm. I, think it came, I, I think I saw it in January of this year. So that, but it came out in like 2017 in America, so I thought that, oh, okay, it's not a 2018 one. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. I like... <laughs> that was fierce rubbing. <laughs> Sorry, it was like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I feel like it was um, something new. Again, it's a film with um, uh, ethnic minority. Latin American. Like, yeah, Latino American. Oh, no, Latin, so, well. Where's he from? Where was he from? Mexico. It was Mexico. Mexico yeah. It was Mexico. Didn't want to get that wrong. Um, uh, but yeah, um, I like the songs on it. I still got two of the songs on my. Uh, oh really? On my uh, Which play- my playlist. Um, uh, Poyo Loco and um, Remember Me. Remember. Yeah, it's bang on it. Like the ending when the grandmother's like yeah, dies. That was so emotional. Yeah, I think about I almost like fucking start crying. Choking up, mate. <laughs> um, even like the reveal of like how um, the um, the guy who was helping him, I suppose, was actually turned out to be his granddad, and yeah, the other guy yeah. stole his. Stole his songs and all shit and then killed him and shit like that. I was like, fucking hell. Someone was saying that, um, I can't remember his name. I think it was like Ernesto, was the evil guy, I think, because mm. his name. Someone was saying that that guy could be on the wire because he, like, he was so underhanded. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I thought it was like, it was really good. And I, I liked, um, I thought the animation of it mm. was like really, like, was, like sick. Like, even the like, colors are yeah, beautiful. Like, even like seeing um, Coco when she's like 100 years old or whatever, like, you can see like, the wrinkles on her face and like, I think it was really cool. And um, yeah, man. I just thought it was a really good film. Yeah, and it teaches children about, like, that culture. Yeah. Like, Day of the Dead. Yeah. Number seven, Christopher. Oh, no, you've already said... Mine. Number six, then. Red Sparrow. Okay. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that, but I didn't... I Basically, really Black that. Widow. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed that film. And it was a female lead, which is good. Yeah. Um, uh, I think she... Uh, what's her name? Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, she did a really good job, I thought, of it. Um, got a lot of twists and turns. Spy um, thriller. Wasn't too long. 
It was quite long, wasn't it? It was mm. quite long, yeah. Was it? I it was quite, it was quite over two hours. I remember being, quite, I remember being like almost two and a half. Oh, maybe because I, I was on the plane didn't really pay attention. But yeah, I just really enjoyed the film, actually. Um, again, like, I think the problem I've got here is that I haven't seen nearly as many as you guys, or I just can't remember them. That's but, um, yeah, no, it's a really good film. Mm. Um, again, it's kind of similar to Mission Impossible in the sense of it's action-packed, I guess. Yeah, it's but, a um, proper brutal spy thriller. Yeah. Um, good to see again like a kind of female lead in that respect yeah and she is she does use her sexuality which i think some people might have had a problem with because it's kind of like okay well she has to get naked to yeah, kind of yeah. entrap people but then again it's like if she's using it herself mm. does that make it yeah kind of okay yeah. yeah so yeah interesting did you watch it do you watch red sparrow yeah, yeah you did yeah. i'm pretty sure i watched it together didn't we probably i can't remember but um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was a good film. Didn't quite make my top ten, but um, no, it was decent. Um, and I think it's always good, like when you see, because uh, I was saying, one of the reasons why I watched Girl in the Spider Web is because I think we need to see more, like you know, spy espionage type films yeah. with someone other than a white man in it. And obviously, although this wasn't exactly that, I think it's maybe a step in the right direction. Is it a step in the right direction when it's a white woman? Because it's still. I mean, a woman. Like, I mean, it's still not. It's not a white man. In the true. So it's it, it's. It's in terms of film, it is a minority, I think, in terms of like leads, yeah, leads in a film. So, anything, sorry about that. <laughs> so, anything in that direction, I, the thing is, I don't mind, like, obviously, you know, I like Mission Impossible and I like, you know, uh, I like the Jason Bourne films and stuff like that, yeah. But as long as we can see, like, you know, a bit more, um, but there is no reason why James Bond yeah. and Matt, well, um, Jason Bourne need to be white men, well, true, because you know, true. it's not as if like those names are you know, have to refer to white people. Um, what was your number six? Incredibles 2. Okay. Um, I think this is more for nostalgia reasons. I, might, my, I think my score of the film might be elevated by the fact that I loved the first one so much and because it had been so long since the first one came out. But I just remember being in this film and just having a massive smile on my face. I think I gave it like an 8 out of 10 when we first, okay. when we first <clears> reviewed <throat> it. But um, I don't know. I liked how... It just kind of like carried on from the fir- from the first story, but instead you've got that like role reversal. So you've got the woman going out and doing whatever, and then mm-hmm. uh, what's the guy, Mister Incredible? Yeah, yeah. He he's just like at home, like stay at home dad, like and he's struggling. I just thought I found it like obviously not relatable because not dad, but I just thought I found it quite like jokes how like he's like this massive, this big superhero, and he's got all these powers, but he still can't fucking take yeah. care of his Powerless kids like, all at the kid, same yeah. time. And then obviously you've got Jack Jack doing all of his like power stuff which I think was hilarious like the whole scene with him when he's fighting the um, is it a raccoon yeah. yeah he's fighting I think that bit was hilarious yeah. and then um, there's also some decent commentary about like the place of screens within our society because the screen slaver wasn't it like yeah, people yeah. on their oh, yeah. so much that they get yeah. zombified actually sorry go back to circling back to Aquaman I actually felt like the message behind like the, there was, I felt there was quite a green message behind it because yeah. you see like lots of turtles and stuff with like um, those plastic things around their neck and yeah, it and was they, very much like you know you've polluted our oceans for yeah. so long you can fucking have it all back yeah I like that bit yeah, so, so they, they dump all like the waste and all that stuff all on the island and even Mira says um, at some point when her and Aquaman are arguing about like uh, how the land rests the sea she basically talks about all like, the pollution and stuff yeah. that they've caused over half many years so yeah I think yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's a good point that you just made my number six was a simple favour, which we've covered. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. My number five would be Game Night. Okay. Yeah. You really liked this film. Really you? liked you it. Really I've seen it, it twice. I didn't think it was. I thought it was good, but I didn't yeah, think it was, yeah, it was so so, so, so funny. Good. I was literally just creasing up like all the time. Um, 
you know, I like Jason Bateman. I think yeah. he's very charismatic, like very funny. Quite diverse actor as well. I feel. Yeah, like his his comedy roles are good. Rachel McAdams was good. You know, you don't see her in loads of comedy, but she did well. Jesse Plemons as the cop who's like, oh yeah, who's just oh, yeah. like so like he weird. Was, yeah, he weird, just like appears he, with he his dog. Like, like yeah, it was just so much of it was so funny. Um, and I really liked the concept of it. You know, like a. A kind of everyone's bored of their board game evenings and they kind of take it to the next level yeah. um yeah just thought it was really really fun, That's fun. um f- f- laughing throughout so yeah yeah, yeah. Nice. Mm. number five christopher a quiet place okay yeah i i really enjoyed it um a very different uh setting of a film really uh, you don't usually have a film where you want to be absolutely silent throughout the whole thing so you can really immerse yourself in the film mm-hmm. um, although I'm not sure a quiet place 2 is necessary um, no apparently it's following the same family as well yeah which um, again I don't think is necessary you could... true I, I think there's a few obviously there's obviously always a few plot holes in any film but yeah. I thought yeah I thought it was a really good film a really good twist on something and yeah I, I don't really know what else to say about it really it's it has monsters which you'd it's think... just it was just like a, so much of horror is unoriginal. It's just like rehashing of old things, and this was, you know, featured a deaf girl who was actually deaf. So there's like, and yeah, and like having to stay quiet to, you know, um, the ramifications of that and the monsters coming and being mm. blind but being able to have supersonic hearing. Yeah. yeah, and even like there's so much threat like when when you know that Emily Blunt's about to give birth and you're yeah. like, okay, well, fuck shit, this baby's going to be crying. Like, what yeah, are you going to do with that? Do, yeah. So there's quite a lot of tension. Um, and yeah, like you said, when you're watching it in the cinema and everyone is silent, mm. like it really increases the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really good though, really good. Um, Did you watch? I didn't watch it, no. No. Yeah. What was your number five then? Uh, I told you. Okay. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh. That didn't oh, make well, my top like, ten, but what? That's a very good film, actually. I thought that film was superbly acted especially uh, Margot Robbie mm. and the guy who played the security the security guard in inverted commas yeah the oh, fat the, guy yeah 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 and yeah. he's like oh, about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's obviously because you see the video of him like I liked how um, they cast uh, it well yeah they? they cast it really well and obviously you see how he acted throughout the film and then at the end of the film they show that real, like actual real footage yeah. and you can see how well they've done like the comparisons I like the ambiguity of it like did she know about uh, the Nancy Kerrigan yeah. situation I like the fact that she was like this um, trailer trash I suppose but and like she was really talented but nobody liked her mm-hmm. you know because of her personality and I like the way how they kind of told it as like a um, as like a like a biographical film but then the characters would just like break um Four, four. In the fourth wall, yeah, and like she'd be saying, she had like when Margot Robbie had the shotgun, it's like, yeah, this didn't actually happen. She starts like shooting them, shooting what's his face and stuff like that. And then they kind of have like the is it called the talking heads? Is that what it's called? Yeah, so like, but it's obviously it's not the real footage, it's just these characters playing themselves. Yeah, later, it's kind of like faux documentary the, yeah. in a sense. Yeah, I, really I also felt like that it wasn't like it was, wasn't wholly sympathetic to her, it yeah. wasn't like trying to portray Tonya Harding in like a really good light. It was no. like, no, this was <laughs> warts and all. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a really good film. And then, do you want to progress on to number four? Did you say your five? Game night. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. My number four was Creed 2. This might be recency bias, but Creed 2. See, I really debated putting this in my top ten, mm. and I'm not sure. It, yeah, it would have been very close. That's fair. But, um, yeah, we have spoken about this, but have you, seen, you haven't seen it yet. No, you, you, can, you can spoil it, though. That's right, I'm not going to talk about it in depth, but you should. I recommended should it to a it. colleague at work, and 
was, and then after he saw it, I was like, what did you think? He was like, yeah, mate, it's so good. Like, the audience were cheering. Yeah. Like, it just seems like so many audiences, yeah. like, are really engaging with this film and, like, proper getting hyped by it. What's the film about the water, pe- people being under the... Shape under- of Water. Was that this year? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh, right, that's pretty good. <clears throat> For us, it was. Mm. I, I did see it initially last year, but I saw it at the London Film Festival. I was I saw that film far too many times in a short space of time. How many times did you see it? A three, I think. Why? Because I saw it at the London Film Festival. Then it was a screen unseen. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. And then, yeah. then you maybe it was only twice. You, you went to see the bus as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah it wasn't. Oh, was it a screen unseen? It was, uh, but then I think I did. I no, see it. No, no. Did you see it with me? I definitely saw it with you. you yeah, know, it was you... a screen unseen because I was tempted to walk out. Yeah. And I was like, fine, I'll just watch it. And then maybe I watched it with someone else. Like maybe Lauren or something, but hmm. yeah, okay. Um, oh, wait, yeah, it was a screen unseen. Sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. But you... No, have you finished saying about Creed 2? Oh, sorry, I thought that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that so, yeah. your number four was it Creed 2, better than Creed 1. There was Hart, Michael B. Jordan. Actually, he's not the greatest actor, but he actually like got to do some emotional acting in this film, which I really liked. Um, Sylvester Stallone is probably a bit of a better actor than I give him credit for, even though I don't really rate him that high. He doesn't put himself in the right films to no, show his acting ability, I suppose he doesn't, yeah. Um, well, he's no longer going to be in them anyway, so... Is he done now? He's done with the He Rockies. said that so many times. Oh, is he? Uh. <laughs> that was like, like Rocky Five was like, yeah, that's the end. And then Rocky Balboa came and then it was like, I'm done. Creed. Yeah, I'll come back. So, Fair enough. We'll I still, see. Oh, I still think I should have done my idea <clears> where <throat> it turns out Rocky's dead the whole time. <laughs> <I thought laughs> that would have been a sick twist. Also, the guy who plays Victor Drago is a fucking monster. Oh, yeah. And he's a and he, like, good actor. He have, yeah, he's a good actor, even though he didn't have many lines. But his story... I was like, obviously, me and you both saw it at the same time. We were really sympathetic with, and there's one point where like we wouldn't have minded if he won. That's how well yeah. they told his. his well, in, in the Rockies, Rocky doesn't always win, does he? No, he doesn't. And apparently, the next film is going to have the son of. Oh come on! Is it Mr. T? His character. Really? Can they just fucking think of something else, like original, mm. rather than just rehashing the old Rocky films? Let's think like with Rocky. Obviously, like, we're digressing, but with Rocky, like with Creed, sorry, where do you go from here? From Creed two? Yeah. Apparently they want Deontay Wilder to play the the villain. Why? <laughs> I mean, he's champion, so... Where do you go from Just retire. Yeah. Maybe maybe it can be like a... What champion, though? I don't know. Ultra heavyweight, or I don't know, whatever it is. <laughs> but maybe this film can be in the twilight of his career. Mm. Maybe they can cast someone else other than Michael B. Jordan and have it, like towards the end of his career where he then hands over to the next generation mm. and then that can be it. Mm. I think I think this definitely needs some sort of closure to the yeah. Creed storyline. Yeah. But I I think they all make a third one, but I just feel like maybe the actor's not really should be, Yeah, they should finish at three. I'd well I wouldn't mind finish it too. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, but then I feel like there'd be a lack of closure there yeah, maybe. True. Um but yeah good film in my eyes. I really uh-huh. I really really enjoyed it. Um uh, my number four was also featuring Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger, Ooh, yeah. Black Panther. Good choice, good um, choice. This did vary places with my top five. Um, I settled on number four. Um, I thought it was a really good film. I thought... Um, I think what your... Oh, I know what your top three is. Chadwick Boseman, uh, you know, obviously really good as T'Challa. Yeah. Um, the world building of Wakanda. Yeah. Um, I mean, even for me, as like a white person, I was literally thinking like, yeah, this is like really progressive like African culture like the music like Kendrick Lamar's soundtrack was really good he uses quite a lot of African inspired music from what I can tell um like the accents I don't know how good the accents are but you know it's they're like 
at least really. trying to portray kind of like some sort of West African accent. Mm. Um, the visuals were great. Uh, you know, I thought, um, what's his name? Daniel Kaluuya was really good. Was good the guy who plays, who's the big guy? Oh, um, Winston Mbaku. Duke. Yeah, Mbaku. Um, the uh, Dora Milaje. Yeah, just, yeah, really good. Um, visually impressive. And uh, yeah, solidly worth its number four place. I agree with everything you said. Um, back on very slightly higher up on my list. Obviously, you all know that. But um, yeah, I just think it was. So, was Black Panther your number three? It was my number two. <sighs> Ooh, I'm number wow. Yeah, you know, I know, I know. I you, just... you know what my number three is. You know what I'll be surprised if you didn't know what number three is. And you know what number one is, obviously. Well, yeah, I, know well, I think one. we might all have the same number one, but yeah. I'm yeah, not sure. Number two but if your number three is the number three, I think it is. It should be higher. But um, so your number four is is always number three. A star is born. It's my number four. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 My number two. It's my it, number three. It was. It was a really good fit. Like this. This is it, isn't it? Like the top. I do feel like maybe I've put one of them a bit too high because I've just been doing this in like fast succession and. The Star Wars was a fantastic film. Um, yeah. Um, Still not over it. Wait, has Jackson mainly to die? Tell me something. I don't get all sappy about it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it, it is a really good film. You can sing along. The the soundtrack was fantastic. Lady Gaga was fantastic. Bradley Cooper was fantastic. Yeah. Hits your right and feels in several points. Definitely. And yeah. I won't say more than that because yeah. I do want to watch it again. No, I don't think I'll watch it again. No? Why? I've reasons. Just emotion, too emotion. This is going to clean up at the Oscars. And that was beautiful, by the way. That was beautiful. I'm surprised you know the. I listen literally every day, so I'm not surprised that I know the words. I'm up the deep. Um. Right. I'll do karaoke just so I can sing yeah, I'll mate, sing both parts as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, that was mm. so that was your number three mm. that was my number two my number three was A Quiet Place Mom we've spoken about that mine was Black Panther your number three is Black Panther yeah. okay cool my number two was Star Is Born yours was Black, Black Panther. Panther your number Mom's two was Unsane Unsane cool why did you put that so high I'm not 100% sure <laughs> it was, it's top five it is top five regardless <laughs> I just really enjoyed it. It was in the sense of how much you can enjoy a psychopathic film. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was really good twists, and then you just at there's points where you think she is insane, and this guy isn't a bad guy. Then he turns out he is a bad guy, and then she's got to go through all these little trials and to get through it. And then does he kill the mum in the end? Mm-hmm. So like murderous bastard, and then. And then at the end, you you don't know if she's gonna survive or not. Then yeah. she does, and then and then at the very end, you're like, okay, she's all cool, she's living life, she's doing good. And bam, she wants to kill someone, and she stops herself because she's so fucked up. Yeah. Mental. Do you two want to discuss why Black Panther featured, like where they did, where it did on your list? I just um for me, I, I unfortunately it's not it wasn't when I remember when I first watched it, I didn't like it as much as you two did. However. It's a very good film. I can't. I can't dismiss its good. The good. I really enjoyed all, all parts of it. Um, like I said, when I first watched it, I think they got a bit too much power. However, they haven't seemed to utilize that in the real world as of yet. So I've got no issue with that. And the actors were fantastic. Uh, the the villain was brilliant. 
I just yeah. brilliant villain. And it's, it's kind just, of sad to see him if he is dead. If he is dead, it's sad to see him die, to be honest, because I think he could have played a, a bigger part. And the other villain as well. Um, can't remember his name, but... Andy Serkis' character. Yeah, I mean, didn't expect him to die, but he did, and that was pretty amazing. Claw. Yeah. Claw, I said. Um, Ulysses Claw. The tribes, the, the way they, they represented the tribes, I mean, again, I don't know about it, but it seemed like it represented it very well. Uh, and you really got again. It's one of these films where you get really immersed in it. Actually, you really like feel like you want to be part of it, and like you think, oh, all the tribe stuff. Oh, it's really interesting. You want to see more? Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, one the one of the actors. Um, their their uh, their uh, African accent. Yeah, it was shit. Who was Forest it? Whitaker. Yeah, that was crap. But I only really noticed it because you said it. <laughs> Whoever said it. <laughs> so, but it was good. No, it was good. A very good film. It just it. Uh, Maybe because I saw Unsane sooner. Maybe Unsane came out in February. Yeah, yeah, but I saw it in. Oh, okay. September, Fair so lots in my brain. It was number two on your list. Yeah. Um. I'd be loved it, mate. I loved it. I've seen it four times this year. Oh wow! He um, loves it. It relates to Lion. It's like homage to Lion. Uh, me and Glenn actually had an argument. We did. Have, well, not an argument. We know we had a discussion. We talked about this the other day, and yeah. I actually, I don't like the comparison. Do you not? Know? Nope. Not um, that like because Lion King is a banging film, obviously. Yeah. But. I feel like the we discussed the, that it was reductionist, very reductionist, because yeah. it's like two films about Africa. Um, okay. You know, it's just like okay, well, this is also a sort of black film. So. True, but yeah. people might just be highlighting it because how good it is. No, I don't think. Don't think so. Mm. Okay, that's interesting um, though. But that's, yeah, like is what it is. Like if you think if people think that it's like liking, then fair enough. To be honest, I didn't even notice until someone said it afterwards. Because I also um sort of on that point, like the, I guess. I don't know if casual racism is too strong a term, but like, we're sorry to bother you with the yeah. whole white voice things. Uh, I listened to a review of it by a white person who said, oh yeah, they did something similar in Black Handsman. And I was like, mm, no, I can, not really. Not really. Yeah. I was just like, okay, cool. Two films about black people on the phone. Like, yeah. <laughs> must be the same. Mm. So I was a bit like, mm. it's a shame that happens, but. It is what it is, man. What can you do? Um, yeah, Black Handsman's sick. The only thing, like when I think about it and I feel like the only thing that I <clears throat> didn't enjoy about it is that um, Killmonger died at the end I think the film must be pretty good <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's the only thing that I didn't enjoy about it do you know what I mean so and like, obviously for me being a black person like you don't get to see obviously hopefully now we will see more but this is like the first like you know uh, superhero movie with like all black cast apart from like one geezer um, like it's just something that you that I've, in my 25 years of living I hadn't seen it until then, and I think it's just such a big moment for, yeah, for me. It's one of the biggest film. films in the world now as well. Yeah. So, and how yeah. close was it to being number one? Uh, yeah, I did swap a couple of times. I'm not gonna lie, because in terms of like, uh, like best and favorite, mm. I wasn't sure. But like, if I went with best, because obviously I'm not all our number ones. Like, uh, we've all got I, the same. I'm number actually one. quite surprised, like, because when I first watched this film, I wasn't 100 percent like as what's the word hyped up as you guys were when we came out watching the I mean, film because you kind of knew a couple of things that was going to happen yeah this is this is happened. this is also yeah. true so I've tried to put that at the back of my mind but yeah okay so top two and it ain't two <laughs> yeah Marvel's Avengers Infinity War mate yeah. I still get shivers when I see that fucking four scene mate and he fucking slams <laughs> down with that fucking axe I watched axe. it on Twitter it was yeah. like insane like every time I see oh yeah. mate no my days because four man. is actually sick oh when, he's, when, he, when he's being OP man he's <laughs> sick 
I mean, we've discussed this film so many times on this podcast. But thing is, though, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we've been so we went to like that film club thing. Yeah. And there were so many people who thought that if anyone was an average film. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know how objectively you can think the film is average. We had Christine yeah. on, on on the podcast, but we should have probably maybe yeah, recorded we, the whole session there yeah. because there was there was a lot of discussion. Like, didn't someone say that like um, Ragnarok was better than Infinity War? I was like, what? Uh, Jesus Christ! I mean, it's funnier than Infinity War, yeah. but yeah. that doesn't make I, it better. I think the problem. So for me, it was uh, a problem I had. Saw spoilers. My bad. Can't do that for the next one. Mm. That did ruin it a little bit, actually, because I knew prior that everyone, I think everyone knew that Thanos was going to win. I don't think everyone knew that. Do you not think? So I, I knew so. that. I wanted him to win. So, I wanted him to win. So that. I knew that. And always at the back of my mind, I was like, well, he's always going to get these stones then and it's not going to last till the next film. I knew that Loki was going to die and I knew, what was the other thing I knew? I knew something else. You've got to stop reading up. Well, the Loki thing was accidental. I just went on the trending page to look at videos for YouTube, like on YouTube, and the, the first thing it said is Loki, di- uh, Loki dies, and I was like, oh, right, okay. And then I heard someone say on the train that Thanos wins. So okay. it's kind of... But, I mean, this yeah. film is like the culmination of so many films, so many years, I think. Whilst there are a lot of characters, they all get enough to do yeah um maybe you could argue that you know we could probably have got to wakanda a bit sooner mm. um but then i i don't know like because it was in production concurrently with black panther like it's tough um you do know you, do you think any characters got way more screen time than they should have done in this film um i think maybe scarlet witch okay but then like i think vision was important for this film i don't really like vision particularly but he because he's one of the minds uh, he's the mindstone so they kind of need to show him a lot and by extension Scarlet Witch um, we've talked about like the dodgy CGI of of uh, oh, Hulk, Hulk yeah, and so thing bad. but Chris sorry Chris did you have someone in mind because he was the question you asked well I didn't mind this so I just think like because obviously it's m- most recently released Spider Man had a fair amount in this film to do I think he is a fa- he is a favorite character isn't he so that's why they've done it as well but he I feel like he had a he had a by far greater importance to the film or greater role than like War Machine or Winter Soldier Cap. or Cap. Yeah, Cap wasn't really in it much, was he? Uh, I Short like, change, my guy. Yeah, but your guy is going to probably be the main guy be. in this film. But he hasn't got a beard now, so he might not be my guy as much. He might have a beard if they go back in time, though. That's true. Mike gets pee now. And yeah, Scarlet Witch is very overpowered as well. She just came out of nowhere with, and same with Dot Strange. They both come out of nowhere with mm. immense power. However, Dot Strange did. Do- I liked Doctor Strange. Strange in this film a lot more than I did in his solo film. I, me too. I liked him. His him and uh, Iron Man like clashing conflict. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. they're quite similar personalities, like big mm. egos sort of thing. So it was nice seeing them like two. But then the sympathy between them at the end as well was quite yeah. nice. Like yeah. he was like, "You saved me, but why?" And then he kind of dis- disappears, and he's like, "We're in the end game now." Oh my gosh. Yeah, and then you know Thanos, great villain. Thanos is a goat. Yeah, yeah. Man. So. Deservedly number one. That's one of only films, might maybe Black Panther aside, um, where I've seen this year where at the end of the film, one I had a massive smile on my face, and two, the first thing I wanted to do was go and watch it again. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I ordered it on Blu-ray pretty much straight away and had to wait for it to come out, which is annoying. But um, so as films overall, this year. Yeah. Do you think it's better than last year? No. That's my question. No. 
I can't remember my top ten from last year, but I last year we had like John Wick, we had Baby Driver, Free Billboards, we had Free Billboards was this, this year. year. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. maybe that. Oh, um, do we have honourable mentions by the way? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just wanted to know in general whether you thought it was like a better year than last year. I think last year was better personally. Oh, yeah. we had Fences last year, didn't we? As well, Fences was yeah. Fences, Moonlight, Moonlight. Um, Peter really La La Land. Because it's so. F- if Axel I... Ridge was last year. Axel Ridge, yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of superhero films, which well, there's, there's well, I counted. I think there's been nine superhero films this year, quite which is quite a lot. I feel nine. There's been nine, yeah, I think. So you got Aquaman, Into the Spider Verse, Infinity War, Ant Man and the Wasp, Black Panther, Incredibles Two, Teen Titans, Teen Go. Titans Go. Fuck on, uh, I didn't write down some. Oh shit, I've got it written down on me. I think this film's been important for um, Venom. Oh yeah, Venom. Venom. And something else. For the mainstream proliferation of ethnic, like films featuring ethnic minorities, mm. so we've got Black Klansmen, Sorry to Bother You, mm. Searching, like films which I think Crazy with Changes, Crazy with Changes, which might not have been in the cinemas like in previous years, yeah. or might not have even been made in mm. previous years. Mm. So that's important. And you know we've talked that's about true. films featuring more female leads. Yeah, and love Simon as well. So oh yeah, like LGBT. Yeah. Um, so that was good, yeah. So yeah. I, I get it might not be like the films were particularly great, no. but I think I enjoyed last year's films more. But yeah, you could argue that this year more important yeah. films have come out, you know, for, and, the, for different communities. And the tide seems to be changing. Yeah, finally. So okay, do you want to do some honourable mentions? Then? Well, what was that Jennifer Lawrence film that came out when she was like an inventor? Joy. 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 That was last year. That was last year. Oh, was it okay? The Post. That was this year. That was alright. I thought it was decent. Yeah. And then for me, Incredibles Two was an honourable mention. For. I've already mentioned searching. Um, Overlord, I would say, was an honourable mention. Really enjoyed that. The not zombie Nazi. I'd, I'd say Prisoner is. Mine. Oh uh, no, that was two thousand thirteen. I suppose really? Outlaw King might be an honourable for me, and uh, Teen Titans Go, and Wreck It Ralph two. But that might be recently passed. Yeah, I wouldn't say. Was was, say... was was uh Star Wars eight this year? Solo. Last year. Solo was this oh, year. Okay. Solo was this year. Talking of Solo, that was worst films of the year. Oh, she's like, <laughs> yeah, uh, and the that was made into mine. Yeah, but it did quite it well. made it into mine. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was crap. And Star Wars 8 would have made it, had it made. Did it make? No, it didn't make it this year. You hated Star Wars, didn't you? Yeah, I fucking thought it was uh-huh. shit. So, and worst... Solo was just, it was just unnecessarily in bang average. Yeah, came out too soon as well after the last one. Um, That's kind of like they've taken a stop, haven't they? Actually, did you see? I read something today that they might be making a Bohemian Rhapsody two. I saw that. About what? <laughs> Apparently, it's so much of the story that still hasn't been told. Between his, between the Live Aid concert and his death. That's kind of long. Ah, leave it, man. That's quite leave long. it. Um, okay, uh, one of the worst films I've seen this year uh, was Truth or Dare, oh, which was. Uh, Blumhouse horror film okay. where they basically oh yeah like, that was crap you, if you don't do yeah. a dare then you die and you get but this funny face that comes out yeah. like their face it looks like you know have you ever seen the first Batman yeah. film in 1989 yeah. Yeah. yeah he's like yeah. she looks shit I was like what it's not scary at all and then they basically fuck up the whole world again <clears> because <throat> they make everyone watch the videos yeah and everyone's now got the truth or dare it's like the ring you know the ring yeah, yeah, yeah. and their faces all yeah. fucked up but the ring was better than yeah this one's terrible it was just like it's kind of like, you know, all these kind of like gossip girly teenagers. Oh, like piqued my interest that day. No, it was just <laughs> terrible. I had like, pretty, one of the characters from Pretty Little Lies in. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's just not good. Like, 
It was just it had like quite a good concept, but they just didn't follow through with it. I just thought of an honourable mention. Yeah. Uh, Happy Death Day. Was that this year? I think that was last year. No. I think that was last year. There's a sequel coming out next year. I'll look it up. Happy Death Day to You, it's called. Yeah. I seen the um, trailer for it. Yeah, it yeah. looks actually decent. It looks though. okay, yeah. Although but it's basically it looks exactly like the same. Exactly looks like nah, it looks like there's time travel in it. Don't like that. Long, did you watch Happy Death Day? Yeah. Oh, you did? Oh. I thought it was decent. It's a horror film. Yeah, it's 2017. Um, oh, I see it. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, that was a good film. Um, so yeah, my... Um, I had the top 10 of the films. My least worst films... So like number ten on the list is Jurassic World. I thought that was pretty. Yeah, well, I didn't Fallen watch it. Kingdom. Pretty crappy. Not great, was it? <laughs> I didn't watch it purely because your reviews yeah, of it. I was like, crappy. I didn't give a shit about it before, and then you guys said it was crap. So I was like, don't even, not even crappy. It's just like I won't say crap. It's just not good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think crap is kind of harsh. It's just not good. Well, why don't you run through your top ten? Because I didn't do a ten. Yeah, I neither did I. I've so, yeah. on one. Um, nine for me is Tomb Raider. Again, a film that I don't think is crap. It's just not good. Oh yeah, yeah that, was, good. That, that was that was waste of my time. <clears throat> um, Ocean's Eight, same, boring. Venom, shit. Yeah, Venom was. So from from, from Venom from here onwards, this, these films are shit. Okay, <laughs> right, okay. So Venom, crap. Um, Pacific Rim Two, crap. Okay. Pacific Rim Two. Yeah, that was like Transformers level of bad, wasn't it? Oh, it was Transformers this year. No, it was last year. Oh, that's top if it was this year. Yeah, yeah, character. Sorry to bother you. Rubbish. Sorry to bother you. Is that the one that's on TV right now? It's on the adverts. It's the cinemas now. The one where they talk on the phone? Yeah, the white voice. Yeah, okay. Not good? It's not good. Okay. In my opinion. People love it. Some people said it's like really good. People love it. I'll wait till it goes. I don't like it personally. Amateur. I don't know if you guys remember movies talking about this Netflix film. Basketball film. It's pretty crap. Uh, Happy Time Murders it's awful <laughs> you've seen Happy Time Murders no. it's like the Muppet one you know with Melissa no, McCarthy yeah. that's exactly why I'm not watching it it is rubbish yeah. it's very crude it's just kind of it's just proper shit um, number two Billionaire Boys Club this is the oh, Kevin Spacey one that made like no money oh shit anyway it's crap oh right okay crap and last my worst film is Tao because that film is oh? Tao on Netflix. on Netflix, that book is it's the sci-fi dog shit. <laughs> that film is awful. It's like she talks. That's oh. also Kevin Spacey, isn't it? He does the voice of. That's Gary Oldman. He does the voice. Oh, is it? Yeah. But um, where? What's the, uh, what's the Churchill film this year? Darkest mm, Hour. No, that was last year. I think. I can't remember. There was two, wasn't there? Oh yeah, there was. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, Karen, sorry. But yeah, so that's that was like Tao's the sci-fi one where uh, this girl gets kidnapped and then it's basically like trying to. He he wants to like use part of her brain to make Tao a more sentient being, and yeah. then and they both end up conspiring to yeah. destroy the guy. It was just oh yes, I remember you talking about this. It didn't sound good. Although I actually think the Predator was worse than Tao. I said it was the Predator was <laughs> so shit. It made fucking no sense. So much of it seemed to be cut out or missing. Yeah. Oh my god, like just why did they bother? The thing is though, like we went to a film thing and. They told us they edit it, they put it in the they put it in a little cinema for people to watch, and then people cri- criticize it. Yeah. You'd think that someone would watch these films and be like, you know what? Don't know what the fuck's gone on here. Mm. Can someone clue me in or add a little bit in? And but no. Like, Depends if they've got like, the time or budget to what? go and redo it. True, but like you're at a big company, you'd assume that they could spare a little bit more money. But to it do depends because they always they make the budget and on projections of what they think they'll make. So if a film costs hundred million dollars, then they probably think it's going to make at least like three fifty. True, true, true. So true. then if they're spending another like twenty million on yeah. this, but yeah, so well not not a not a stellar year. Some pretty shocking films, but also yeah. Infinity War. So. Mm. Overall, you know, tips of, and next year literally tips of balance. Literally, from fucking Feb 
tonight, Jeez. June. We are having a buzzing time. I'll renew my ODN Limitless. I think then. I think I read that Disney made um, eight billion dollars at the box office this year. And I think they'll probably top that next year. How much? Eight billion. I think it was like eight billion or something. So they got Dark Phoenix coming out. No, that's that's, that's for Fox. Fox Isn't Fox Disney now? No, no not yet. It's Fox Studios So they've got like Lion King. They've got Dumbo, Aladdin, Avengers, Avengers, Spider Man, Captain Marvel. Um, there's a pick. No, there's no Pixar next year. I don't think. Oh. Um, yeah, it is, isn't it? Oh, Toy Story 4. Yeah, and they've got the new one they've just uh, cast. That's 2020. Is it? Yeah. So, yeah, I think they'll probably top 8 bill. Mm. 8 billy. Is Star Wars next year as well? Shit, yeah, it is. It Star is. Wars 9. Mm. That's going to make killing, even though, and I'm probably going to watch it, even though it's going to be shit. I like the Star Wars films. Um, it's so I love it. I love it. Already. Is Indiana Jones coming out next year as well? I don't know. Is it Indiana Jones film coming out? Donker. Yeah. Donker. Oh. No. Uh, anything else you guys want to mention before we wrap up? I watched uh, a couple of things yeah, go on, mate. this week. I watched a documentary called Out of Their Skin, which is about um, like racism in football. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, it's presented by Ian Wright. Very topical at the moment. Yeah, you know? that's the thing. It will come out, it, funnily enough, it actually come out a couple of weeks before the whole Raheem oh. Sterling thing. Uh, so, I well, it's not just the Raheem Sterling thing now. Well, yeah. They did it abroad, didn't they? Yeah. And the thing is, so like, so what Chris is referring to is um, Chelsea fans um, racially abusing Raheem Sterling in the football match, and then the next match they had, they were away at uh, in Hungary. In Hungary, and they were doing anti Semitic chants as well. Even though their billionaire owner is Jewish. Yeah. So, thing is, I don't think obviously it's not only their club that does it. They huh. they've just done it very and expressively also, out in the but open. Chelsea is a historically very yes. very racist club, yeah. and they show that in this documentary. So like, there's a lot of so in the documentary they kind of they're talking about um, Viv Anderson who played for I think West Brom, no not in Forest, Man United, Arsenal, who's first black player to play for England. Um, and they were talking about basically like, all the racial abuse he got and everything like that. Even though and, he's playing for England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, fuck, what was I saying? Shit, sorry. Um, yeah, so the time that this happened is like 1970, even 1973 1978, and 1979, is it similar time to Windrush? Or was that before? Um, it is about 15 years after Windrush. Oh, okay. Yeah. A bit, it was a bit after Windrush. So Viv Anderson, his parents were part of the Windrush generation. Right, okay. Yeah, so it's a bit after that. What's that? It's like when people from the Caribbean came over to help with like um, jobs, jobs and, stuff. And, infrastructure and stuff. And then they were like, yeah, you've got to go back now. Yeah. And even the other day, literally, literally the other day, they were still trying to send people back. <laughs> really? Yeah, like, oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's honestly, it's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, they were going, they were, it was talking about that and um, basically saying how much abuse uh, black players would get and teams would be proud to not have any black players in their team, blah, 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 blah. Um, they showed, I think it was West, I'm pretty sure it was West Brom who had, I can't, I can't remember two of the names, it was Laurie Cunningham, um, Cyril Regis, who died this year. And Laura Cunningham died, died like 15 years ago. And um, some other guy, I can't remember where he played, but they had three black players in their starting 11, which was like revolutionary yeah. at the time. And, and they were all really good. So like, it was kind of a thing where like um, one of the players said, only thing I 
enjoyed more than applause was begrudging applause. So there's people like are applauding you, but they don't want to because you're black, but they have to because you're sick. So yeah, it was that that sort of thing. And it talked about Chelsea, who I'm not gonna lie, yeah, I don't know who made this documentary or like if it was like bias or something but all like the national front stuff like they were showing people doing nazi salutes and all stuff like that it was pretty much all chelsea <laughs> it was really? pretty much all chelsea chelsea's a club that is institutionally been very racist yeah um the their first black player um oh crap sorry i can't remember your name paul i think it's paul something like paul cantonville or something like that um played for them in 1981 so quite late compared to compared mm. to everybody else and he said he he was talking about how he remembered his like his his debut. He was playing at Crystal Palace, um, away at Crystal Palace, and he's um he's come on the pitch and he's like he's got his back because he was expecting racial abuse. So he's come on the pitch, gets he's like um just walked on and he's like boo 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 like you n word you this you that da da da. And then he turns around, he sees like his own his own fans like um just shouting abuse at him like because obviously they don't want him to play for their club sort of thing, and. He was saying that like he could handle racial abuse, like because he was used to it at this point, like mm. even even being a young kid. But he didn't know that his own even his own fans would mm. be coming yeah, along yeah. and ch- chat abuse him. Yeah. So, like he said, that like, proper like shook him like to his core. So at the point where he was getting the ball in the game and just passing it straight back because he didn't want to he didn't want to be be on the ball because everyone would start shouting at him, you know, mm. throwing stuff at him and stuff like that. Um, and the only he only really got accepted um, by Chelsea fans in general was when he I think he scored Chelsea were three 0 down in the game and they came back to win four three and he scored two goals in that game including the winner so and then from then on they decided that <laughs> yeah we're gonna cheer this guy now which I think is is like obviously for him at the time it must have felt nice to finally be accepted in voted commas by uh-huh. these fans but um, at the end of the day they're only cheering because you scored yeah their you club, shouldn't have you to know what I mean so so whatever. what does it say about the state of football nowadays and and what do you think about the fact that Ian Wright presented it because there's a football podcast called yeah. Touchline Fracas and they've been quite critical of Ian Wright yeah. it's kind of been passive to yeah. this all um, so I think I mean I know about the stuff that's you know got on racially uh, in football over the past few years like I know that I've been to obviously we've all been to games where people are shouting anti-Semitic stuff racist mm. stuff you know all sorts of you know whatever yeah. So it's nice. I think this this documentary was good to showcase how bad it was at one point um, in the in the UK. Like I was talking to Ant the other day, and he was saying that um, like it was actually like quite eye opening for him because he didn't know. Like even because even because he sports Crystal Palace, which now is a team that promotes a lot of young black players mm. and has been quite um, ethnically diverse in the past. But even back then, they were still racially abusing that one the one black player they had, like Vincent something, whatever his name was. Um, so. It kind of shows that it's so like there's part, it's two parts of the documentary. The first part kind of shows from the seventies to the to like the early nineties when you had like Paul Wins coming through, captain in England, first black players captain yeah. England, that sort of thing. So it kind of shows how the tensions are getting slightly better. But now in the second part, it shows that you've you've got um, obviously Raheem Sterling's in it, Ashley Cole's in it, um, talking about how he feels like he didn't get the praise that he deserved. Yeah. Um, like first black player to have hundred caps for England, mm. but he feels like he he won't ever be remembered as like an England legend. So. Um, obviously Sterling you've got um, uh, people like Paul Lintz um, who is trying to get into management like black people are trying to get into management and but they're still not able to get jobs at the highest level I think it's like 30% of um, players in the Premier League and Football League are like black and, black and ethnic minorities but there's never been a double figure amount of uh, black and ethnic minority managers in the Premier League so I think okay. now there's only been two in the whole history of the Football League there's only been two permanent 
black managers in the Premier League, and that's Paul Ince, who got fired after six months, and Chris Hewitt now at Brighton. So there's still obviously a massive problem. Like, there's only one director of football in um, the whole Football League ever. Uh, that's Les Ferdinand at QPR now. Um, so they, they still show, like, and they've got that, that you know, that kid, do you remember that kid, Pesford Liverpool, Ryan, Ryan Brewster, Ryan Brewster, who was subject to racism. Yeah. Like, so they still show, like, all this stuff is still happening now. Um, but um, they at least kind of um, show that, like, it is progressing in a way that we want because whereas before, obviously, there weren't, like, any black players at any teams, any black players at, you know, managerial level, at least na- like now there are some, but we need to you know, kind of keep progressing more. And they show a clip of Gareth Southgate saying that basically we need football to reflect society mm. more. And it kind of showed, he says it kind of showed in the last World Cup, we had a lot of ethnic minority players, like half the team was, you know, like either black or mixed race in, mm. in, our, um, in our starting 11. And that's the way that Britain's going. So we need to kind of like progress mm. with it. But then of. I suppose in turn, like I'm not dis- dismissing that, but it's, in turn, most managers are players. So it's all down to a player then pursuing the career of being a manager as well. But players do pursue, but they just don't go But then there's like, uh, yeah. so you've true, got like true, true, true. Stephen Gerrard straight into the job at Rangers, second yeah. best team yeah. in Scotland, Frank Lampard at Derby. Yeah, yeah. very true. Um, Sol Campbell's been trying to get a job for years, finally managed to get one. Macclesfield, bottom of League Two. Yeah, that's shit to be fair. So... Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... Well, that is a bit of a dickhead, so... Who's Sol Campbell? Yeah. A legend. No, mate. Only because you're a Tottenham fan. Double winner. No, mate. Sol Campbell, double, double. Sol Campbell as well. Not good, obviously. That's an interesting... It's a good, yeah, you should watch it if you get a chance. Is it on Netflix, you say? No, it was on ITV, so... Okay, I'll check ITV for... Anything else you want to mention? Um, I'll mention the crossover for CW. They did like an Elseworlds thing, which is kind of like it was like a Freaky Friday. So for one episode, um, Barry Allen was Oliver Queen. Oliver Queen was Barry Allen. That was quite fun. They, I like the crossovers because they kind of show the contrast between like Barry and Oliver because Barry was like really like lighthearted and like trying to have fun sort of thing and Oliver was super serious and Barry was always trying to get him to like line up and sort of thing. So I like their interactions. Um, they had Supergo in this in this as well, but there was no Legends of Tomorrow. I'm not sure why. I think it might be budget restrictions or something. I don't know. But then they have um, Batgirl. They did, yeah, Batwoman. 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 Yeah. So in the se- yeah in the second episode. So yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So we find out that Batman exists in the Arrow oh. Arrowverse, but he's but so like um, they talk about him, but Oliver Queen's like, oh, he's an urban legend sort of thing. So no one's actually no one actually like. Yeah. Knows if he exists okay. or something, so he's like, he's an urban legend, like, and he's like, I'm the original uh, vigilante, and he's like, but he knows about Bruce Wayne, so they they haven't made that connection yet. No, but so, does Batwoman? Batwoman, I imagine so. Cause she says Bruce Wayne's my cousin, <laughs> so I imagine she knows, you know. And you put two, what's her name? Um, Kate Kane. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you put two, I imagine you put two and two together and get four, you know. But um, it's funny because like Oliver Queen's like really jealous because obviously he thought he's like the original vigilante and he's like getting like well, <laughs> well annoyed that he thinks that somebody might have come and done this whole thing. Yeah. Him. And there was one point where um, <laughs> they meet Superman. So Oliver Queen meets Superman for the first time. And obviously he's like big and like chiseled and whatnot. And then Oliver Queen's like popping out his chest like this. And then Barry's like looking at him like, why are you popping out your chest? And he was like... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I'm just, I'm just, I'm just standing normally sort of thing. Uh, it was probably funny because he was like well jealous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the crossover was good, you know, whatever. Um, they defeat the guy, obviously. But um, what is interesting is, Christian, you know, do you give a... No, yeah. don't go so what it. is interesting is at the end of it, um, Oliver makes some sort of deal, some sort of deal with the evil guy, but we don't really know what it is and we won't find out till next year. But they, uh, the title card at the end was like coming fall 2019. Um, 
fuck. What fuck? What was it called? Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is like a classic comic book yeah. story. I can't really remember what happened in it, but um, in it, I think it's where like oh, I think it might be where um, the Flash runs so fast that he like punches a hole in the space time continuum or something like that, and like sort of fucks up everything. So I'm, I'm not, that'll be, that'll be so there'll be quite like, a few crossover episodes, maybe. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe. So if it's like a Crisis on Infinite Earths, maybe that's how they get Supergirl in their Earth because she's not on there for the minute. Maybe that's how they get Black Lightning. In their thing because he's not on it. I feel like I watched the cartoon of it. Yeah, so but that's like a that's like a classic. um, So is Oliver McQueen going to the dark side? If he made a deal with an even guy. Well, to be fair, well, this guy wasn't evil. He was more omnipotent, I suppose. Okay. He was kind of like he his plan was to test this Earth to see if it was ready for the crisis that was coming. So that crisis is. Crisis on Infinite Earth. So I suppose I wouldn't say yeah. Me saying he was evil is probably the wrong thing. Who was the villain? The Monitor. Oh shit, okay. Mm. Yeah, he's not evil. Mm. Okay. The anti monitor's evil. Yeah. Anti monitor. <laughs> Sounds like such a such a shit name, so he's not a monitoring them. <laughs> so the okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um so does that mean they're all over now until next some uh autumn? Um no no no, they're well, I think they've gone into break now, so they'll be back in about months time. Oh okay. Just, like, carry on and do do whatnot. But I'm happy that they're taking a break because I can catch up on stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, that was our review of the year. Mm. Um, you tweet us your thoughts on our top tens, uh, best and worst, and also you can uh, share with us your own. Um, so you can tweet us at YSC Podcast 17 or on Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, and iTunes under your average critics. Be great if you could share, subscribe, and you know, proliferate our content. And uh, Are you going to mention that this might be the last podcast we're on, then? It won't be the last podcast I'm on, but okay. we might be a little bit more infrequent now, considering okay. I'm moving away. Mm. Um, Let people know. Yeah, so uh, you know, maybe maybe they you can do like a tribute to me or something. <laughs> you you two and probably just you two because jo- Joe's not gonna fucking come on, is he? So wait, you're not here next weekend then? Next week is the twenty second. That's when I move. No, oh. and uh, and then after that's a new year. So no, it'll be January probably at least until I am next on. But uh, I'll certainly keep watching stuff and you guys time, carry the mantle uh, on on this. Semi-weekly. <laughs> Semi-weekly. Cancel sometimes. your move. Move closer to home. Yeah. Words of boys to men. It's so hard to say goodbye to you. Recession's coming, mate. It's all right. Get the house cheap. As we it. get to the end of the road. Dad, you're going to make me cry, boys. I can't let go. It's unnatural. Belong to, was it belong to you? I don't know, but do you know, no, no. do you know what, what my brother, I played blue to him and he was like, who's this? Oh, you're wow. Uh, oh. To be fair, when's your brother born? 2000. Oh, he's a bit young to be fair. Yeah. He's a bit young. Blue was what, 2003, 2004-ish? Yeah. Yeah, he's a bit young. Play in the I'll allow your brother. I'll allow your brother. But still. All right. He's played the album, mate